How you, how you moving over there today? I don't know. I can't call it. You know, I just uh, released a new single uh, earlier this uh, this week, and uh, I just want to start the show up by thanking y'all, man, because mm-hmm. uh, man, it, it's it's been a minute. I mean, I don't want to call myself, you know, uh, Quincy and Punk. He's uh, back, <laughs> but uh, it's so ironically it has been about what seven years since I actually really actively. I mean, Performed and done all the ma- done the music stuff. Well, let's take let's take about two years from that removed because some of that is pandemic. Uh, yeah, from, yeah, know, I'll give and, you that. And let's say two and a half for building this beautiful brand that we I'll, are. You know, I'll give this you platform that. We on another two but for the you, schooling. You know, it's not yeah, like I'll you were you inactive. You no, were just, yeah, just maybe more feature heavy and you know had your, had your uh, still, hand in, still in, getting, in more more uh, still sharpening the knife a little bit. Yeah, here yeah there. but just yeah, had your hand in more pertinent pot to the time. So I think it wasn't my horizon. And other uh, fields, yeah. if you when, will. like you fell off, you was just building other stuff around. Nah, you, yeah, it was uh, you know, it, and to be honest, watching uh, your process with you releasing everything and and just watching, I mean, because it's a different game now. Before it was like just it, it's funny because it's, it's almost like wrestling where it's like oh, it's about the demos. Man. Now it's about the, it's, 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 the streaming wasn't a thing before. Nah. You know what I mean? It was all about. <laughs> I think that's why I got mad at what Grayson Waller said, which I'll cover. Oh later, man, yeah, it, it kind of. I was like, it was weird. I was like, so we're doing a double game. turn here, I guess. I don't know. Um, so weird, yeah. But yeah. You know, so I want to thank y'all. You know, because after so much time away, I don't, I don't know. It's like being in jail and coming out. You're like, yo, it's so weird out here. I don't know how to, how to no, operate. Get, you know what I mean? I but so, you, yeah, you trying get, to get reacclimated to yeah. how, how that 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 lifestyle is because I very much was immersed in it, uh, very much immersed in it. And so, and honestly, it felt good to be able to take a break and change uh, my interests and focus and you know build other stuff. And I mean, be able to come back now. Uh, no, you know. No mercy out now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, the streams are going up, and I appreciate y'all. Check like, it out. Spotify no other, right now. Instagram, um, yeah. social media. Uh, I don't think it's for sale just yet. Uh, not until the nah, album's man. ready. But, I didn't uh, feel it was fair nah. to like just be like, hey, I'm back, but you got you to gotta buy it. I, I yeah. got to... I gotta, I got to prove myself in, yeah, uh, you in, in the public like, eye again, yeah, man. I got to reintroduce myself exactly. a little bit. Exactly. You reestablish. Ain't, you ain't fresh out you know? the music being thinking like people owe you anything. You nah, hear that at all. You know I'm, what I'm, I'm saying? Trying so to, I'm, tra- I'm trying to test the, the entrance levels. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, sir. And, but nah, you but it's been good. It's, it's yeah. been a good, uh, uh, some dope feedback. Shout out to everyone that, that has been hitting me with the feedback. And oh, again. Yeah. Dropped it on uh, Monday, too. Hit him raw with it. Yeah, I had to, you know, raw is war. Y'all ain't ready for it. You know what I mean? It is what it is. You know? Little things. You know what I mean? Hey, detail. Else is crucial, but you know what else is crucial is uh, this is the Quincy Jones show. I am Quincy Jones. Go, it's true. And to my right, I got the best damn tag team partner Who's in the that? business Triple H, Triple H, hip hop hybrid himself, Doc Lesnar, the heard. only one in existence in the worlds of hip hop and pro wrestling. Like we said, we've checked. I mean, you know, Russ would be a, a pair of triplets, but from what my understanding, I think you want to cease a, and desist. Yeah, no, <laughs> you want to taste, you want to taste, you huh? want to taste, you want to go. 
Uh, but you know what? Let's get into the news because I know we yeah. got to do a little bit of review because there was some wrestling wrestling. Yeah, a little uh, you taste know, of that wrestling. It was boy. cool being able to shout out the McFly man and, of course, uh, them Fialco boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Always uh, you know, boys. always putting a stamp on the map, any territory they had. Uh, we, had we had some fun watching the big show. Uh, this Saturday, appreciate um, you. I know you uh, picked up the bill on that on that. Man, page. it was it was I, that I didn't mind. I yeah. mean, it's the <laughs> the babe with the lads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is, you know. I it, think that's what people don't understand because I've gotten ridiculed for. Oh, you paid forty five, fifty. It's just like, well, a I didn't do it in the past. Um, well, so this well, is me paying it forward instead of watching it on scrambled TV. You know, what I mean, and thinking man, I know what's going on. You know, what I'm saying they don't know though. They and can't. They can't appreciate that. Yeah, or, or the fact you paid for the network for something, and yeah, it's nine ninety nine, whatever. But you and I don't use still, like ninety percent of it. But yeah, it's, I'm saying it's just, like more you know, friends use it more than we do. So I appreciate you. No, no, that's all. Because the thing is, too, on that note, it's like. These are the people that are spending 50, 60, almost $80 on like boxing events for them to get like done and like, yeah, <laughs> just like that. They got to do so much talking to, to mm-hmm. build up, you know what I mean, to, to uh, account for the, for the lost time. They're like, oh, I mean, because with wrestling, we know it's going to be like a four to, four to five hour show, depending on what it is. I will say that, was, like, that was my only gripe. I won't say only gripe, yeah, the full but gear it, it shows was very, full gear, bro. it was really long. It was like, it could have been 30 minutes less. They were like, opinion. hope y'all got y'all last win, because here we come with the main event. Well, but you nah, can, it yeah, was all good, could, Yeah, the crowd. Because I was going to say, yeah, until Punk and Eddie came up, um, the cra- that's what woke the crowd back up, in my opinion. Was was that match because it, it, I think the crowd it was a little taxing on them. But yeah, what are you trying to say? I think they've been alive since the moment that you know Dante uh, Martin was was proving his. <laughs> no, no, I remember the whole time. The whole time we're like, so his brother's gonna come out right? Yeah, and a way better, like, a way better storyline. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the news first, and then we'll you know yeah. we'll, we're not gonna get into a, a long. Freaking, uh, I mean, we're not we're, we're not gonna be no stenographers here going blow by blow with what happened with Full Gear, but we're gonna talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, what we liked, what we thought could have done better. Or, it's a Quincy Jones media scrum. It, it, it is what it is, man. <laughs> um, I don't have any news coming out of uh, Full Gear just yet. Um, if anything, we'll probably address it during the review. But um, I did want to address some news that actually broke before we got on the air here. Um, pro wrestling tees, man. I've been there. I was actually fortunate to go to the actual location uh, That's last right, time. Yeah, that um, was fire. Yeah, it was cool because you know Dude the last time. Say, hey, which shirt you want? <laughs> I was like, it, what? I mean, it was funny. He gave me a few options. I was like, well, this is what they got. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was fine with that. <laughs> but yeah. it, it was cool because the you know, I, I I don't really ever go for like an extended period of time. I just kind of do a little quick little you know. One to two day little trip, just a little turnaround because it's just it, just the, the, the life. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So, like, the second time I got to go, it was cool because I actually got to go to the actual uh, store. Um, and I remember it because I tried the Popeye's uh, Poplar Chicken Sandwich for the first time after all much hype. And I'm like, they ain't going to catch me across state lines. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then I remember I, I waited till I got back to my Airbnb, warmed it up, ate it, and it was not worth the hype. Nah, it's not worth it <laughs> if you got not, a reheat. Not on the reheat. Oh, uh, man. Nah, but nah. Uh, anyways, uh, not to take the thunder away. Pro Wrestling Tees, this is, uh, you know... Uh, bittersweet, uh, in a way. I mean, I'm sure this is probably affecting the Chicago locals more than us. But um, this is what they had to say. Uh, they had an announcement talking about uh, pop, uh, possibly them um, changing the way that they're going to be doing business as far as their storefront is no longer going to be uh, what they call their brick-and-mortar business as much as it going to be uh, housing more uh, employees, housing more productivity towards their business. Um, as their business has been growing, uh, more on the e-commerce side and stuff like that. But 
Um, yeah, they, you know, mm. they said that uh, due to the increase in business, we are unfortunately out of space inside our location. Uh, therefore, starting today, we'll be officially closing our brick and mortar retail store in Chicago uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, we will be expanding our print and ship e-commerce capabilities into the retail store space to be able to increase productivity and give our staff more comfortable workspace. Uh, the best thing about our retail store business was that it was connected to our fulfillment center, allowing us to restock same day. Plus, it came with no real operational costs because it didn't re require uh, full employees to be in the store at all times. It was the perfect experiment, which proved to be successful. Um, the past four years uh, have allowed us to meet so many customers who are now, uh, a lot of them are employees at the shop. Some will become great friends from all, all the all-in press conference to meet and greets with mm -hmm. wrestling legends. You know, it's, they've had over 250 different wrestlers visit the store in the last four years. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, they did say that their uh, one-hour tease location is still open right now for in-store pickups. Uh, if you did order uh, from Pro Wrestling Tees or shopaw.com, uh, they say eventually they do plan on creating an event space where uh, they can have, still have the meet and greets and also hope to uh, create a computer station to allow customers uh, to order pro wrestling tees with a one-hour turnaround inside the store to print while you wait. Um, this is good news that we'll be putting out all of our in-store inclusive Chicago flag uh, branded merchandise because, you know, I know you're asking me off uh, air what they're going to do with all uh, the merch they have inside the, the store now. Yes, sir. Looks like they're going to be selling it online in a special Tab uh, for Black Friday, oh, actually right before Black Friday, uh, under the, the tab section of Chicago on their website. So, yeah, man. Um, I have to ransack that for Mercari, my dude. It's, I mean, like, <laughs> it's, it's cool. Um, you know, it's one of those, I mean, it's just like, what, Top Rope Tuesdays and what was that, Barbershop Window? Barbershop like, Window, yeah. Like that, uh, there extreme Tees, that's still thing? Yeah, Extreme Tees is still up. Yeah, man. Yeah, okay, that's why I got, I mean, sh that sh first, 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 hold up, man. Don't be, sticking with don't it. be giving them the secrets. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's right. The gems, <laughs> bro. Not the gems, I'd be still, bro. I'd be still getting those shock pages like, where'd you get, would you pull that out of yeah. and it's fresh? You know, you know, it's funny you say that there's a uh, short story uh, office there's an episode where Ryan comes to work with a fedora and everyone's digging the fedora like hey would you get the hat I'd rather not say and he just puts it on and just leaves every room because he's like I don't want people to copy me and then get a fedora right so I'm like I gotta use that Rather not say, man. <laughs> Rather not blur it out so much. And, and just bounce. Rather not share the drip, if you will. Yeah, I'm good on the sharing the sharing of the drip, actually. Uh, speaking of more, uh, I guess just good, we'll call it good news. Um, we did get more uh, of an announcement uh, regarding the uh, WWE 2K or 22. Is it 2K22? Yeah, so what's going on? Because Christina brought this to me. She was like, hey, and I was like, nah. Because she was asking me about birthday I'm, stuff, I'm and I was uh, like, it's not coming well, yeah, well, at, at it's, all it's, that it's, time. It's, yeah. No, yeah, it's uh, it's not slated until March of next year, but um, 2K revealed a number of features that uh, will be part of the, the new game, 2K22. Included long-awaited return of general manager mode and a brand new mode in which you could put together a faction of superstars from across every era of the WWE, which... I'm like, well, or can we just like I'm not get sure what like, that means, but can, yeah. can we just get four guys that we want <laughs> and, <laughs> and and try to flex on them like that and build them because uh, well, there's more details and it's gonna be it's gonna be a mouthful, but it, it's worth uh, listening to to what it entails. So they need more team heavy stuff. You know, what I mean, I, mean, I, I, I complained team, about the fact that we don't get factions. tag team promos in the yeah, universe that, mode, right? Or, attacking them unless it's part of the program, I mean, like, which you have no and and why can't we, over. why can't the the champion cutting the promo have the belt while he's cutting the promo? Dude. I don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, general manager mode has not uh, been seen uh, since uh, SmackDown vs Raw 2008. 
finally sees his return in 2K22 under the new guise of MyGM. Uh, the mode will allow you to draft superstars, book matches, manage your contacts, and gen- uh, generally attempt to run the WWE. Uh, pretty, pretty much it notes that the journey of my GM will see you progressively working your way up from high school gyms uh, to primetime TV. Uh, where my GM is the return of a fan favorite mode, my faction is a brand new mode uh, that is the first for WWE games. Mm. Your aim is in this mode is to build a faction that rivals the likes of the NWO, the Heart Foundation, DX, and New Day, name drop, name drop. Mm. Uh, this is done by collecting, managing, and upgrading superstar wrestlers picked from every era of the WWE. Your squad of stars can then do battle in new game modes and challenges supported by weekly events and challenges. Um, Pretty much, it says uh, these two modes come alongside, uh, alongside, excuse me, another uh, new uh, feature called My Rise, which, I don't know, it sounds just like uh, my career, but this is, uh, allows you to experience the journey of a WWE superstar from rookie to legendary, uh, and the returning universe mode, of course, uh, is back. It says Creation Suite is also back with, quote, wild options and fantasy elements, and the ability to step into the ring anywhere in the world, which I don't know what that means. Yeah, what the... Uh, additionally, a new WWE 2K showcase allows you to really have uh, a legendary WWE Superstar's uh, greatest matches, which we've seen before. I'm, I believe this one is going to be built around uh, Rey Mysterio, as he's the, the main face we've seen or, uh, about yeah, this. Yeah, so. ha- you're right. I have seen that, yeah. <clears throat> but also says that uh, all of this is built also on a redesigned uh, game engine with gameplay and animation rebuilt from the ground up. Hmm. Uh, a new control scheme has also allow, uh, also been implemented uh, that 2K states allows for a more intuitive and controlled experience. Uh, these updates enable folks to easily pick up and play while still allowing for a higher skill expression. Uh, for less seasoned players, our combo system enables you to string together lethal moves with ease, faster response time, and shorter lockouts, meaning uh, gameplay is faster and players learn a lot faster. Um, or I see that no one who's never played this game picking this up for the first time and being like, like why y'all keep changing the controls, man? That's... Uh... You know, because uh, I'm fire at that game right now. You know what I mean? It's like just when you just just when you master it, then they, I, mean, like, I, I guess I suppose this makes sense because they totally like botched the last one. They totally didn't, you know, they they like, hey, we're not gonna do one this this year either. So here's uh Battlegrounds. <laughs> like and then man. and then you know that was it. Um, and I heard Battlegrounds was fun. I did I did hear that was it was a, a, you know, but it's not two K. And that's the thing, it's fun. I don't I mean I want it to be like I don't want it to be cute fun. Like I want it like Mm-hmm. Oh, I, they ain't got GM mode. <laughs> no, no. What, uh, what are we gonna do with that? Yeah, it's arcade. Mode, uh, so. WWE 2K22 set to release in March 22. Uh, it says really? comes after the series is put on hold in 2020. Says that No Mercy and SmackDown have been cited as influences for the latest entry in the series. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Well, I'm. I'm just. We'll see what's up, man. Because I, I just don't know what they're gonna do with the roster side of things because. You know, that was the main reason that they had been pushed back this year because we're so used to seeing a late October, uh, early November release. And it's because of all the releases they've done in the last two years. You know what I'm saying? It's like almost 100 people that they got to get rid of that were already in the game coded. And now they got to take them out. And I even heard that they wasted time. Well, I heard they were they were entertaining. Can we integrate a downloadable content upgrader type system? Because if they at can this build rate, it, let them do it. Right, like, because at this point, who is going to be left, right? You know what I mean? And then on top of that, that way someone turns heel and changes their look, it's, you know, up to the most 
up to date, you Jeez. know what I mean, like download you can get. Uh, you know, so I mean I, I will I will whatever. say that it is it will feel good to like not get the game in November and then be like come March. Then like I gotta upgrade somebody's like look that doesn't look like them anymore in the yeah. game. And so then now when March comes out, you're like, oh, it's here. Cool. Cool. This yeah, is cool, fine. Cool, cool. Um, can I download everyone that's not in the game because I need to fill up a roster? <laughs> can I do that? I got a universe mode. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need, to, it was, I'm gonna need I, some guys. I'm gonna need some guys. I low key told Christina, I was like, yeah, you don't have to check for a WWE game probably for ever now. I, I mean, I like, I'm I gonna like, I'm, like I'm, we'll I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pick it up because I picked up the last one despite. Hearing the you know the rumors of everything just because I wanted to see I want to waste what was my up. dime, no. but it was crazy how how you know Target pulled the the the, the switcheroony on me with oh we can't take it back why we heard <laughs> well um, this and telling him like this game is not finished and I have the receipt so I don't understand why yeah, I yeah. can't hey, oh, we, what's I, your problem pal we've been instructed not to take refunds uh, on oh. So this is they've been of, instructed not to take refunds, not to give out refunds for that game, and they made up some. Once it's open, I'm like, so what if I would have opened it and it was broken? <laughs> yeah, fam. You what know the, what I'm saying? Like, I was that's, like, that's, that's how, how do we know you didn't break? It? How you know you didn't break it? Yeah, what's shit to me, ho? No. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I gotta wait for you to open it to see if there's anything wrong with it. Like, I should, I, if anything, I should have you open it before I leave the store. Then, you know what I'm saying? Sheesh, man. Anyways, well, man. What else you got on? Uh, speaking of stables, I had an interesting tweet from uh, Santana or Richie, Santana if you if you know him. He says, uh, "Sometimes you have to leave behind those who don't have your same passion or drive. Not everyone will understand it because they've never been in your shoes, and that's okay. It's nothing personal." Which, when I saw, I was like, "Please leave the inner circle." Please leave the inner circle, I'm man. I'm saying, man, like, do your own thing. Like, y'all have, like, this is, it's a, it's a, I think about when they came in with the, with the, pre, the dead president masks or, you know, all, the whole joint and they, and they, they beat up, uh, the, was it the Bucks and, and the Lucha Bros when they debuted? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a big deal. And then it's like the fact that it's been, what, almost two years and they haven't even touched gold, man. Big whoop. I it's, mean, they've had. They, I think they had one or two title matches, it's, but that's it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's sad. It, it, it's uh, man. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, Mark talks about it all the time. The logjam, man. It's hard to rotate all that kind of talent when you have them all. I mean, it's just a lot of people there, man. Man, that's true. Um, this is just a one and done. Just it's, <laughs> meaning, I'm gonna read the the headline and get to the next one. AAA Big Lucha show has been canceled due to threats from a drug cartel that they will, quote, spill innocent blood, <laughs> as uh, reported yeah. by Cultaholic. Yeah, that, that's – you. yeah, you cancel that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then the fact that FTR got their belts right now, they're like, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> nah, we're top guys, but nah, nah. <laughs> Banditos on the run. Oh, we ain't tough guys. <laughs> <laughs> he said Banditos on the run. <laughs> And that's when they're like, uh, we better tighten up our Spanish around here. Andrade, you got us, though, right? Around these ports. Andrade? Yeah. Andrade? 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 <laughs> Where you going, bro? <laughs> Andrade. Uh, but uh, also, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Moving on down. Uh, also within the, <laughs> no, the same vein of, uh, of uh, stables, factions, if you will, the, uh, another one and done. It appears that possibly there could be a faction uh, in the works for Adam Pierce. Um, as WWE has filed for several different trademarks for entertainment purposes under the names Scrap Metal. Oh, okay. I mean, I was wondering, um, 
because I've been hearing it it's seems like he's thing. been really amped up between like yeah, it, his responsibilities. He like he's you know there's no authority figures, but he is somehow. He, you know, he's making it seem like it's my job to make sure Raw has the best team. It's like, but why Raw over SmackDown? Like, aren't you on both shows? Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. there's like a lot of holes, in, you know, and then you were just telling me about the, we're going to take Mysterio out and feed him to Blashley, or then have his dad defend him, you know, defend, I guess, whatever happened, I guess. Like, and then you're going to put Austin Theory in for the same reason you took Mysterio out. Yeah, like Dom Dom Mysterio, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Dom Mysterio, and versus uh, Ray Mysterio. But it's almost like you couldn't have just had them fight for the spot. Austin Theory, you act like Austin Theory would have looked good uh, beating Dominic Mysterio and taking a, a selfie, just like he did to Jeff Hardy not too long ago. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean that that's pretty much what much of his uh his run has been. Such I mean, <laughs> I mean you might as well just let him do it. I mean, just book him to do what you have been doing, having him do. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. seriously. Ah, uh, man. But you know what? In the frame of uh, trademarks, the Nature Boy has uh, spoken. Um, he's oh, pissed off right now, about, and this is a shoot. This goes back to the whole the man thing. Yeah, but this is also again this stems from some also recent comments, which I'm also going to get into that uh, Becky had. Hang on uh, to your butts. Regarding the whole blow-up backstage that we finally get her piece on, because we obviously heard a little bit of what happened, um, and we also kind of got, like, Charlotte, you know, in a way, talking about it and where she's coming from. I don't know if you saw the interview she had where she was basically saying, like... Yeah, know, I heard something. That, if I was a guy, I'd be, you know, you'd say I have big balls. But I'm going to be honest. Woman, I don't so. know if that's if that's the move. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, like I, well, what I, she's saying isn't true, but I don't know if it's uh, is yeah, if, if that's specific, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, like specifically, that's exactly her, what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's exactly. a lot. I'm saying many it, it things happens. Going, yeah, but I don't know if that's what's going on. Yeah, I think there's just um, many things going on right now. But yeah, and here's one of them. Uh, Ric Flair tweets out, "So disappointed. I did this out of respect for you at Becky Lynch WWE." It made you millions and made me nothing after 40 years of being the man. The company doesn't own it, and neither do you. I'll always be the man. Ask your husband. And then that's where I'm like, okay, is this like, uh, you know. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> you know, that's, I'm like, is it, are, 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 are you like, no, Vince, okay. is, is, of course it's not a shoot. You don't see, you know, because, you know, I'm calling out her husband. They got the big match on Sunday, which, of course, I don't know if you know this, but Survivor Series is on Sunday. I don't. I didn't expect this to do any uh, – no, nah, I mean it's, <laughs> yeah. it's going back and forth, bro. I mean, I don't, I can't tell. I mean, because I keep hearing like there's this whole thing with Becky and Charlotte that's apparently for Survivor Series, but then it's like lives in the background, and it's just like it seems sounds like she's suffering from this whole shoot work shoot. Well, it's, it's the same bullshit. thing because yeah. like Sasha's, it's the same thing with Sasha's in the same position because you know she's, you know, supposed to be Charlotte's next uh, up, and then I don't know. It's it's weird how they did this, but um, pretty much, man. Um, this is this <laughs> this is where all this came from because there there was a uh, a lot of uh, <sighs> Flair is just Flair, man. <laughs> he's he's riled up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, he's riled up. I feel like yeah, there's just a lot of residual. <laughs> you know what I mean from the month he's had, but yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah. So basically, um, Becky she spoke with uh, Ariel Hawani, mm-hmm. MMA Hour, obviously. Yep. Uh, but she talks about what happened in the you know the whole blow up and everything. Um, says that there was a plan in place uh, that was supposed to go one way, and if it went one way, everybody would have would have had a moment, and it would have been great. I in the back said this isn't going to happen. She's going to do something else. She did exactly what I said she was going to do. 
Sometimes things can happen out there and people can get carried away in the moment, but I knew she was she was going to purposely disrespect me. So I processed, uh, I processed it a, a lot quicker and was able to hold it together until I got backstage, and then I lost it a little. I lost it verbally. I had to do a dark match after, so I verbally lost it. I didn't have time to scrap in the back, uh, which I was like, oh, okay. Um, she, she was she, she was like, if, if I had time today, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, then goes on to down. At the end of the day, it wasn't about me. It was about Sasha and her getting into something. What what was the need for it? This is stupid. We need to go out there and be able to trust each other. We need to trust that one person will do what they said they're going to do. Um, you know, when asked if other wrestlers backstage had her back about the whole incident, she said that there was a lot of patting on the back as some people don't feel like they can stand up, um, you know, the mm-hmm. way that she did. Uh, but then she reveals, you know, she was also asked when she f- feels like her relationship uh, with, uh, you know, Charlotte started the sour and um, this, you know, this is thinly veiled because obviously they have the match coming up. But, you know, there's possibly some truth there. She says, yeah, my star was rising. We were the best of friends and it all worked when she was on top and I was below. We could all see the way things were going in 2019 and people were really rallying behind me. And this turn would put me in a different league. And I don't think she could take that and hasn't been able to take it. I think it's affected her work even now. She is potentially one of the greatest, but I'm so in her head that she has lost it a bit and has lost a step. She's got that jealousy and that little devil on her shoulder. That devil is me always being one step ahead of her, and she doesn't like that. She thought her birthright, uh, she thought it was her birthright that she's a star. Um, it doesn't matter that I started wrestling when I was 15 and left home and traveled the world to chase the dream. It doesn't matter that I wasn't one of the chosen ones. She was born into this, and she deserves it. I think that's her thinking, and we know where she gets that from, uh, gets that thinking from, and she hasn't been able to take it. Uh, so the, that, that's where I was like, oh, okay, she's obviously alluding to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Flair there. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's interesting take, interesting look at. Uh, I mean, again, who knows what's the shoot part versus the work part? But I mean, I don't know. It's they both kind of got some points. I just don't know. It just seems like there's something else we don't know. That's going on. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're keeping close to the chest. Well, which that's fine. Yeah, because it's hard because you know he also screenshotted within that same post that something else that she said in that same interview where she, you know, they asked if she saw the. the I guess there was an initial tweet um, that that he said uh, after their their segment on Monday where he wrote. I think I'm going to have to make a trip personally to see uh, to see you beat. I heard that, yeah. <laughs> to see you beat the piss out of uh, Miss Charlotte. I don't think so, sister. The man, big time Bex, or whatever you call yourself. There's not enough choreography in this business to save you, Becky Lynch. Yeah, I was kind of surprised by that choice of word. I was like, choreography. Whoa. whoa. Yeah, right. He's like, hey, cafe. <laughs> he was like, dude, I don't, I don't work for nobody. Fuck it, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. In response to that tweet, which is what kind of sparked their whole war, where again it's kind of thinly veiled, but then you're like, nah, this seems a little bit more like he's a little he he a little serious about it. Mm-hmm. She says, "Look, I saw that tweet, the one that you're referring to, the one that I'm kind of referring to, and I looked at it and I wrote out a response that would have been quite biting, and I deleted it and I let it go because I think it's really sad because this is a legend at one point. This legend, a 16-time world champion, Ric oh, Flair, I heard about is them. now jealous of me. It's cool for me, and is now trying to use me to get clout." to promote whatever he has going on next because he's dug himself into a hole with other things. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh. Yeah. So I kind of nah, was just <laughs> so I kind of was just like, ah, let let me let him out of it because it's kind of sad. It's just kind of sad. Mm. Yeah, and then of course he also uh, attached a post from I believe it was uh, a year ago. Uh <laughs> it's uh, basically talking a, a report from PW Insider where it reportedly says that Ric Flair sells the man trademark to WWE so 
Yeah. Uh, I recall it. You know, it's weird. It's, that's why I think it's weird that he's saying that they don't own it, even though it says it clearly. Yeah, but, you know. I don't know. I mean, I didn't. It's one of those things that you forget and then realize, oh, is that real? Like, you really had to sell that trademark because to beat the man or to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I, I don't think I realized that that was something that could be trademarked, but eh. Yeah, I mean, because it says here, like, in the, in the old report that it, uh, for years, you know, to be the man, you got to beat the man was a catchphrase of Ric Flair with Rick, Becky Lynch calling herself the man of WWE these days. This caused some friction as Flair owns the trademark for the moniker, so he owned it already. Mm, okay. But now it has been settled as by, it says, PW Insider says that Flair sold both of his trademarks uh, relating to the man to WWE as of May 18th. And again, this is 2020. Uh, Flair also re- recently signed a new contract with WWE or did. And uh, the transaction was likely to involve those uh, negotiations. Hmm. Gotcha. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, the only other thing I had for news, I thought it was uh, worth noting. You know, there's, I mean, I don't like to promote Uncle Dave's. Uh, you know, he'll be the only one that says something, and then you go and try to see if anyone else says, can back it up, and he's the only one that says it. But it's not always like that. But lately, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Gotcha. But he claims that uh, at one point AEW did have some plan to bring in Bray Wyatt. But I did no... hear something like that, but it got scrapped. Yeah, but I have not then, heard anybody else follow up with that. Yeah, and then they, then they said that like, yeah, I got. They don't know why it got scrapped. You know, this goes on to say I, he just knows that there was uh, talks of Impact trying to bring in him and Adam Share and uh, you know uh, John Rock, uh, which. Yeah. Uh, what you know to which that was back in October though, which obviously didn't happen. But I, the only reason I brought that up is because you know I did. It's worth noting that uh, breaking news. Uh, well, I guess not now, but you should know by now. Uh, Jonah Rock is actually wrestling with New Japan. I don't know if yeah. it's an exclusive thing, uh, but he made a shock appearance at the Battle in the Valley, which I believe. Uh, yeah, they're about to be doing the. New Japan Strong tapings in Riverside, which I hear is at the Municipal uh, Auditorium. Oh, which, of course. Which they, more people need to go there, man. Yeah, yeah it's, that's, it's, that's a cool it's place. A really, it's a really dope venue for sure. Yeah, um, for, especially for wrestling. Absolutely, dude. I mean, that's the only place, the only time I go is <laughs> for wrestling. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was worth noting that, uh, you know, it's always good that people f- land on their feet after uh, the horrible news of the, uh, the imminent release and all that uh, mm-hmm. brouhaha. But yeah, that's all I got for news, man. Um, I guess it's time to just get into the the, the review for full yeah, gear. Yeah, I was gonna say it may might not be a bad thing that it wasn't so uh, so much news this week because uh, just yeah. a lot more. It, it was just more uh, information heavy. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what exactly. it was. Mm-hmm. Um, top to bottom, man. Uh, I thought full gear was great. Um, I'll give it. Mm, I'll give it an eight out of ten, possibly. I think I give it an eight out of ten. Um, I guess it depends on what we're what we're grading it on because I feel like. The matches definitely um, delivered, though there was a few uh, I felt they wanted a, a different way with. Um, but, you know, some of them that we knew were going to happen, they, they still actually, like, pulled out all the stops to still make it entertaining. You know what I mean? I feel like what it was, too, is that, I don't know. I mean, some of them did have the right winner, but the finishes were a little yeah, odd. Yeah, the finishes were odd. I think that's what, more what I mean. Like, yeah. Um, like I, I, I don't know if I was that much of a fan of the way that the Miro Danielson match went off. Yeah, and it's funny you say that because that was kind of the main 
what the main idea I had in my head when I was talking. And, I mean, about obviously, that, yeah. I don't think we were fans of the the Lucha Bro FTR. Fa- I mean, which we I'm, did I'm, find I'm, out not that we more. weren't happy with who won, but the finish was kind of screwed. But then we, yeah, we found out some. Um, I mean, I don't know if you want to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, no. Uh, apparently, early on in the match, uh, Dax got knocked out uh, for a shoot, or, or at least was knocked dizzy for a little bit by Ray Phoenix, who's uh, is known to work a little stiff. And uh, so I guess he did. I mean, it, first of all, you guys seen how hard he's been going on the solo, or not solo tip, but like he had the match against uh, Pac. Uh, and there was another match he had uh, not too long after that where, you know, he's just showing how tough he goes, you know. And so it's kind of like right on theme that he'd be knocked silly and still be able to pull off half that match and remember it, you know. But by the time, I guess, where it broke down and, you know, the whole deal where they're outside and, you know, had to, you know, they went to put on their masks from the first time that, you know, they stole the belts from the Lucha Bros. Apparently the reason why it was cash is because Dax just couldn't, continue for some reason and so cash took it upon himself to just go to the finish very much like how dax did you know with that whole mishap on the turnbuckle against yeah uh, that's what i was thinking too. powerful yeah which and, i mean you know professionals you know what i mean but yeah still like you hate to hear that anybody gets uh knocked for a loop like that especially uh i mean <laughs> no bias i mean it could have happened to phoenix i would feel the same yeah but definitely. like yeah i hate hearing that because i feel like every time they get something going something happens whether it's injury or they got to take some time off because you know whether it's stiff in the ring or we did we I mean at least they're there they got the AAA thing going on yeah um, definitely the matches I enjoyed the most I did like MJF versus Darby I couldn't believe that that actually was going to be the opener but it was a great choice and what um, an opener it was man it, yeah it really that was. was a journey for sure like in terms of like it, it really built up to these bigger spots but um I was curious uh, and we'll get to Dynamite you know because he did say what he you know he did what he said he was gonna do he was gonna beat him with a headlock takeover and I'm not mad at the whole Dynamite ring thing you know it's perfect MJF gift you put a bow on it you know it, it, it makes sense but it was the shoulder thing. You know, and we and we had said <sighs> yeah, that yeah, it was yeah. like they kind of sullied it because it's clear as day, and Darby's right not in the, the hard ty- cam. Darby's you know? not the type that want to point that out. No, you he's know not. what I mean. So yeah. it's like, I don't know. That was the only thing. It's like, dude, if we can get like that, <laughs> just to flattened a little bit more, like a little bit more. I mean, because that's the thing. We see refs make sure that the the you know we see them do the whole pantomiming of. Or the shoulders flat. Okay, yeah. count. Yeah, and sometimes like, they'd stop whole counts for that. Yeah, and, and I mean it was just the fact that it was just obviously up. So that's the only thing. That, yeah, that was the one thing that bugged me about it. But the match was incredible. Obviously, CM Punk versus uh, Eddie Kingston. You you said it earlier that you felt like it kind of invigorated. Yeah, uh, pick that crowd. crowd back up. Yeah, because don't get me wrong, it was just it just was just a little bit long. Yeah, of, uh, of a night, but that's it. Like, yeah, it was definitely long. Uh, I would say the Britt Baker match. Uh, and, that was and, and longer that was than some, I thought. Yeah, yeah, but I think we kind of figured it out. I think you're right in the nose, and it looked like what happened was the finish, the original finish, which is what they used anyway. It ended up where the pin got them. I think too close to the ropes, yeah. and the ref had to call it for a shoot, and so they kind of had to like kill time doing these other spots that you could tell were not part of the original, you know, because of just... Oh, I forgot about that, yeah, because I was pointing out, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're, they're clearly talking. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah just yeah. buying time, you know, so... But, uh, yeah, man, um... Uh, to me, I, I uh, it but it was a good match. It made uh, Ty look good, but it kind of went on a little long. And I think uh, the six man was great. The street fight, you know, uh, it just had a lot going on, which we. Tend to always talk about with Mark about Young Bucks matches. Yeah, you know did, what I mean? did you know that there? I mean, I was watching BTE. There was a, a time where apparently Nick and Christian went off and fight fought in a whole different part of the arena that I don't even think they were showing. 
Jeez. And like it, if That's it wasn't two for, for two, dude. if it wasn't Cutler that had that was following him with the the camera, you wouldn't even have known. Well, it, I haven't they were watched doing, uh, BTE yet. Yeah, because so they, we'll they were see. they were doing spots that I didn't remember seeing because they were like in a different part of the crowd and mm. then like like near the concourse type area and shit. You gotcha, know what I mean? Gotcha. Okay. So I was like, man, they they kind of missed the ball on that, but I guess. We don't want to get like Mr. Uh, uh, Kevin Dunn with the wavy camera and the shaky <laughs> yeah, cam, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like it's pandemonium, it's pure bedlam. Uh, <laughs> it's just the go-to's, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no. Nah, um, sure. But I mean, that was my only problem was like, why book a Falls Count Anywhere match and a Minnesota street fight or a Minneapolis street fight when clearly there's going to be weapons in both? Yeah. And I mean, the only difference is one you could pin anywhere, but you know, there's still going to be. Enormous amounts of like weapon use. You know what I mean? See, so that was a little ridiculous too. The the street fight, um, I didn't mind. It had cool spots, but it was also like, well, if you're just gonna lose control anyway, why are we formally lining up like eight? Was it five on five? Is that what it was? Or oh eight yeah. On eight? It's like, why do we need to do that then? If it's just, ba- I mean, if it's got, it's got to end inside the ring. And it was, that was probably one of the cool finishes. You know, a lot of people did the Eddie Guerrero nod because Tribute, of the, yeah. the, the anniversary. But Jericho, I think more than anyone, had a reason to do it, uh, given his real-life friendship with the man, you know. So um, I don't know if I want to see – I literally said to Mark, I was like, that looks like the same one Snoop Dogg did, but a little farther <laughs> just mean, in terms of form. Like, it, they looked a, a very I, similar. It had that. it been me? I mean, I know that they had the whole thing that they built in where it's like, oh, he said he's going to pin Jericho. So, of course, they got to make Jericho – in him, but yeah, if it was me, I definitely would have still had Jericho hit the pin, and I would have had him point at Sammy and had Sammy do the frog splash. Oh, okay, since they're always yeah, making the comparison, a Sp- yeah, he's, you know he's I mean? a Spanish guy, that, that yeah. way he gets a little bit of a rub. I mean, he hurt, he hurt his ribs, anyways, as we get into dynamite, so it would have made sense to you know, I mean, what's one more? <laughs> well, yeah. instead of that, the, taking that swanton, <laughs> it's yeah, like, nah, seriously. you know, and and, and then you know, he don't have to go for the pin, say his ribs hurt, and then Jericho just maybe he lion salts him and goes for the pin or just pins him straight up. Um, I mean, we knew they were gonna win, but I, of course, uh, I think we have to get into. To Hangman and Omega, I thought that was really good storytelling. I actually went yeah. back and watched it again. Uh, you know, um, I, I want to go back and do that because I think at that time we were a little burnt out too. But um, I'm sure it was it was top notch. Yeah, and I believe um, we, we were just kind of like talking, and not necessarily that we were talking over anything. We were just kind of. I felt like we were so. Uh, I feel like I wasn't able to really appreciate it from the storytelling point of it, as opposed to just oh, we're just watching it, just watch, you know, with a couple of yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, no, you're right because I started talking through a lot of that street fight, which I think was what uh, pre- preceded it, right? And the thing was, I remember at one point I stopped and I forgot what it was. Somebody pulled out something that I didn't expect. Uh, maybe it was Jericho pulled out. Oh, some it was sort the, of, the the print signal. Not the print signal. That's when it was goofy. He pulled out something else in the ring. I uh, can't it remember. Was, it wasn't goofy to me because I felt like it was. We're not cool. goofy, but it, it was this year's cone on the head. You know what I'm saying? But it oh, was okay. it was a lot <laughs> better better used because of the city they were in. But uh, I just remember there was something he did where I it just went. I was like, oh. Okay, so this is getting serious now. It's they're done being funny and being stadium stampede and all that. I'm trying to remember what it was. I, I can't. I can't. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't mind the 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 Prince uh, symbol too much, only because uh, me and uh, Justin were talking. Shout out to Justin who was actually there. Yeah. Uh, Pro wrestling spotlight. We, we joked like, oh, you think he's gonna do a Prince spot? Because you know, 
you know, Minneapolis and stuff like that. Yeah. If anyone could get away with it, and it'd be Jericho. Not, yeah, exactly. So. Or try to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't too bad. You know, obviously it wasn't like the the spot on one, but it looked enough like it to. Yeah, where to they get could just over. call it the print sign, um, which I think is safe. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I but did, no, the main event. Yeah. I, I, I want to go back, like you said. I, I, we were kind of talking casual. I think it's because when D- Dave came in too, so we were just really catching him up on the product a little bit too. Yeah, I was gonna say up. the same thing. Like we were kind of like. Kind of get, pro, giving him a little bit of blow by blow how we yeah. got here and but I did I pre, I did remember that last sequence you know with uh, him being on the apron sees Nick I was on the other side sees Matt and you know I I don't know why people aren't real, some some places aren't talking about that little nod he gave him and I I love I, it I don't, yeah I, I like I liked it as well um, but commentary people, I did feel a, people missed it or something I I don't know like commentary did a good job uh, talking about it because they didn't over talk about it they I felt like they they referenced it just you know slightly as it had to be um, but. There was a few things that I missed the first time when I watched it where, you know, there was a point where um, Kenny is just, like, you know, trying to, like, chop down uh, Hangman, and Hangman just gets up, and he's like, is that all you got, motherfucker? Yeah. Like, right in his face, and I was like, dude, I totally missed this. I'm like, man, this is, if I was watching this live, I'm like, yeah, this is this is, this is is lit, man. So, yeah, yeah I, was, I was able to, to get a, uh, the feel for it while freaking just kind of just immerse myself in it, watch it unfold, and... You know, while remembering all the little tidbits that that happened, like within like the what the one or two years of building it, but yeah, uh, I did like you said, I did like the nod from the Bucks. I mean, we did initially think that they were going to be interfering, creepy little bastards. I mean, we had Nick going for the same spot that cost him the championship yeah. last time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. uh, that's which, very know. true. Yeah, I didn't. I forgot about that part. The fact that him lingering so close to him on the apron, like he's getting ready to set up the Buck shot, and you forget. Yeah, you're right. A lot of layers, man. Def- yeah, definitely and, and, something and worth revisiting. Yeah, some right? stuff gets lost, but I don't know if you heard what Cornette said about the very end, Mm-mm. where it was like, uh, he, of course, you know, because he hates the Dark Order. Uh, so he, he wasn't a fan of the Dark Order coming in to, to help celebrate with him, which I thought, if you noticed, that's the other thing. Yeah, that, I love this, yeah. That's the other thing that, that I don't know a lot of people, that they're like, noticed, oh, yeah. he, he stopped the drinking a little bit because they showed up with a beer in her hand, yeah. and he grabs the beer and throws it and gives him a hug. Yeah. So it was, it was, I thought that was a very big part of, yeah. like, I don't, even now, in a moment of, of just celebration. I just, celebration. I just need of, my of, of pride. homies. Yeah. yeah. I, this is more intoxicating than what's in that can. Is is this feeling right now? Yeah, that, man. Yeah. yeah. It was, I mean, he eventually obviously gets his drink on later, but it was oh, like yeah. in that moment he did his thing. And but Cornette went on the record to say, "Man, that's like Austin winning at a. I think he said WrestleMania 13, and then getting a carried on the shoulders by Kai and Ty. I was like, oh, oh man, get out of here. Well, I will say this is, and I don't want to step too much on the beginning of your review. It's just one thing I noticed. Um, that he said uh, was that he had Kenny said in the beginning he had not yet watched the match back. Yeah, and he does kind of give some credit where credits due. But I felt like that's storytelling right there because that means he has not seen Nick and Matt. You know who I don't want to say they helped him win, but they didn't stop him from. They didn't stop Omega I mean, it, from it, losing. It, it, it would be weird to like, why are my best friends giving him a nod of approval? Yeah, you know what I mean. But I mean at the same time. I did think he did a good job explaining. Like he's the last, like the last go home uh, promo before the. Yeah, I'm a, I'm even a, though I'm gonna write this in blood. Yeah, it was it was a really eloquent way he was trying to tell the story because they didn't do that a lot of bringing it back in. Like, yeah, we used to be, you know, we, we were tag champs and you know we were family and like so for him to bring it back more to earth. Uh, yeah, on on that 
plane. And did not come from Tony Schiavone's mouth? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. No, you're right. Where he's like, oh, I got to duck and dodge, dodge <laughs> and duck. Damn, man. <laughs> like, not this question again. Oh, uh, man. Uh, but yeah, it was, Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed the, the pay-per-view as a whole. I know I was uh, having those uh, back of my mind, high hopes of uh, Wyndham. Saying you ruined my boys, man. <laughs> you know, uh, Sister Abigail Boone. Who knows? Yeah. But um, you know what? There was another match that wasn't bad. Also, the tag match with Cody and Pac. Oh yeah, uh, that's, it, that kind of got weird too. Because I think that, that's why against Malachi and Andrade. Like, I was surprised yeah. they won because yeah, that was. was the big thing: is can they coexist? You know what I mean? And obviously, Pac, uh, not Pac, but uh, Black and um. And Andrade, you know, they got synergy. They've been showing up for maybe a week and a half now, showing that they could work together. So I was surprised at that move, but it was <laughs> like, also like I guess Zelina on three. One, two, three. Zelina. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good match. I was just surprised um, by some of it. I just sometimes wish that Arn – there doesn't always have to be a spot for Arn, man. It just doesn't. Like him beating up – the what's his name the 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 personal assistant who cares uh, was it Jose 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 the PA like yeah I just I don't get why that's such a big spot that we needed like you know but other than that yeah I was surprised by that and it was that weird like we're pinnacle but we're not but we're not House of Black because that's not been announced yet like this weird like deal with FTR or half of FTR because like I said Dax got hurt and then uh, actually went down to the ring to kind of re you know. I don't know what's the word? rebound. I guess with with the re- other re- two reestablish re yeah, reassess re- re- themselves. But I will say this too because I forgot to mention this before we uh, move on because there is some heat on Ray Phoenix for that, and it was just because some of the roster and the talent took issue with him not checking up on Harwood after the match, which you know that's like common courtesy. It's not considered major I, I, heat. I, I, always, but, I have heard you know, straight from Conan's mouth that the the one issue. Like, someone asked him, you know, where a lot of the luchadors from uh, AAA or any of the other Mexican territories, where they're huge, you know, and they're, they're, they're huge, uh, 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 what's they called, drawers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, asking about, you know, part of the issue of them being able to not, not fully translate the same way in, like, the American market and stuff like that. And what's one thing you think they learn that's different from, you know, the, the locker rooms and stuff like that. And one of the things he said is like, one of the things they learn that they don't, that they don't learn until they have to be in a situation to learn it is like, you know, th- th- this isn't, this isn't the Mexican locker room where, you know, they're just doggy dog. Like they, people, it's just kind of so normal to try to get yourself over. And, uh, what's the other word? Um, sandbag people and purposely bury people in the yeah. ring. Um, but they don't know that that's not everywhere. That's not like the it's etiquette, not, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, so I mean, and, and, and not to like tie them in, but I've heard different things about, um, I, you know, I, we were talking about how Chelsea Green recently was talking about how Lindsay Dorado is like yeah, a bully right. and stuff like that, and we've heard Sin Cara being, wanting to be a tough guy and mm-hmm. beating up Sheamus and shit. And, yeah, he, and, and he's been in a lot of fist fights. And Jericho too, yeah, they yeah. got in one with Jericho too, so it's like, you know, uh, I don't know if that's just part of the culture where he's like, man, this is what we do. We wrestle, so fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You're holding the AAA belt, so you, you know, you know how it is, Vata. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, like I was surprised by that, but you're right. Um, it's a different wrestling culture, uh, especially in the lucha world down there. You know, so. But uh, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna let you get down to brass tacks on a uh, 2.0 man. Absolutely. And, uh, you're gonna hear a special message from your boy. And then we'll be uh, right back with another break and go right into Dynamite, man. Peace. 
Hey, yo, what's going on, man? You already know what it is. Not just the podcast host, I'm back like Cook Crack with this new rap on the book rack, man. You know, it's Quincy Jones Go with a brand new flow, brand new single. Y'all already know because y'all supporting it big and real heavy, man. Talking about that No Mercy available now anywhere you go to stream. But I would advise hit it up on the Spotify app. Crank it to repeat. Add it to your cue list. Whatever you got to do, man. Show that love. Let me know how you're feeling. I love to hear that feedback. But until then... Do what you do, trust me. More in the pipeline coming soon. Support the new track, go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show. Featuring the best damn commentary team on the planet. Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar. Is he the third man? He's the third man. What the hell is going on here? And yep, yep. You guys know what time it is, man. I do, NXT I do. 2.0. Review yeah. time. Yep. Review time. Um, I, I, know, it's, uh, I know y'all don't like to eat your vegetables, but you got to. And then we're here to serve it to you. I don't know, man. This week was, uh, I think the vegetables went a little spoiled or rotten. This, man, this week. I, I don't I'm not, not going to disagree with you. Yeah, um, I mean, not to say that it's not good for you. It's just maybe not this batch. but It was just, yeah, a lot a lot more misses than hits. I felt like I guess, there was a, a lot of bit. things. I mean, some things they did good, some, but it, yeah. I, there's some things that were interesting, but I felt like there was a lot of either start, stop, or things that didn't live up. And, I mean, that's how we kind of come out the gate, which is Tony D'Angelo uh, taking on Dexter Loomis, man. Yeah, this and, is an uh, interesting right? match. Uh, even after what you told me about it, I did go and watch this match. They didn't realize it was first. and then uh, yeah, It the, was like the, five minutes. I mean, you had the shenanigans that were a part of it. And it's just, I mean, again, you know, we had talked about Loomis is in a position where, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't really take an L just by – I mean, he, he's, he's in a special position where he can take an L – Help someone look good in taking that L, but he doesn't because, really. Yeah, he's not a momentum. Yeah, he doesn't type really have any trajectory right yeah, now. Yeah, because he doesn't cut promos that like back up the wins. And yeah. yeah, I mean, he always gets close to like the North American title, but he never actually gets a title shot or anything else. Beyond yeah, I that, mean, but. yeah, his. I mean, he's okay being married and and being having a, a father-in-law or whatever. Or yeah, step, he seems, stepfather or whatever. It is, it's you know what weird. I mean? It seems like he's, yeah, his whole character is like content. But uh, before the match, uh, we do see Dexter kind of uh, respond to Tony who, you know, because you got to realize too, the reason I had high expectations is this is like a two-week, you know, going type of program where yeah, Tony's name, name dropping yeah. him, right? And then he shows up, he's, he's, he's hitting up Indy, makes a house call of sorts, you know, says I'm looking for him, even gives her the fish, you know, from the market, the sleeping with the fishes bit. Uh, so he responds to that, uh, you know, and uh, he actually unveils a sketch uh, near the ramp that uh, shows Tony like literally sleeping in a bed underwater with fishes. Uh, while and and it's been a entrance. while since we didn't we've gotten one of these from him. So, you know, good yeah. luck. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't mad at it. Uh, but yeah, man, um, you kind of described how the match was. But uh, we do see a finish. Uh, well, basically, Loomis surprises D'Angelo with the silence out of nowhere. He fights it off and delivers a hot shot to Dexter from the apron. And then uh, he actually grabs the easel uh that was holding up the sketch Dexter unveiled and throws it into the ring to distract the ref while he kind of thumbs the eye of Loomis and hits that uh, spinning fisherman suplex to steal the win or fisherman neck breaker, whichever one you want to call it because it's pretty much the same thing. Post-match, uh, Loomis is actually attacked from behind by Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams and then they kind of stare at uh, D'Angelo on the floor who just shrugs and goes to leave. Uh, Hayes and Trick actually hit a uh, man, that big code breaker, man, and a big boot combo. What would, would, would you think uh, about the, the bad boy, uh, <laughs> the the baseball jersey he was rocking. I, I wasn't mad at that. I kind of like Trick's got a type of charisma that's 
it makes you pay attention to him, even if yeah. some of the verbiage is stupid. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, they did pilmanize Loomis's right hand with the uh, steel chair as well. And then we see Gargano finally make the save, but he's flanked by referees. He chases the heels off. We retreat to the ramp to rip up Dexter's sketch. And uh, during the break, we do see Indy and Johnny are shown kind of escorting Loomis to the back with concerned looks on their faces. So, um, And this is to actually entering a segment with Johnny Gargano. Uh, he says Carmelo Hayes just made things personal, and originally he wanted to just take his title to prove that he's better than Carmelo, but now that he's messed with his family, he's going to kick Hayes' teeth in. Uh, demands Hayes reemerge for a face-to-face uh, when we hear Pete Dunne's music, uh, his music hit instead, and he comes out with a mic and uh, kind of accuses Johnny of warming his way into a title match when he was the one who beat the champion last week, but Gargano reminds him he only did so because he was there to help, you know, because that whole deal under the ring with Loomis. Uh, Dunne begins to say he doesn't need their help when um trick and hayes uh music hits again and they emerge from the top of the stands now uh trick calls them both dwarves specically dopey and grumpy <laughs> that yeah makes that, fun that, of them. That, that was one of those uh, lines we were talking exactly about. <laughs> you know uh then he makes fun of them bickering over mellow when uh dunn asks williams who who he is <laughs> straight up like i like i don't even like you know it was actually very comical in my opinion gargano tells dunn all oh, that uh that trick is the guy who holds mellow's bags and uh but hayes interjects saying his title's the reason both men are relevant lately uh, continues his whole new school campaign, but Dunn shuts him up and uh, reminds him they're the same age and boasts that he has uh, m- 10 more years of experience in him, uh, as well as a recent win over him. And then Melo dares Dunn to run it back and then offers Johnny a title shot before ultimately challenging both men to a triple threat match next week for the title. He actually puts the strap on the line to sweeten the deal uh, and says he doesn't miss, but Dunn reminds him uh, he actually missed last week while Johnny tells him anytime he's in the ring is can't miss. And no one's gonna want to miss their match next week. It was alright until there were so many miss lines that were. I wasn't against what, what Johnny said because I thought he said that you're not, you know, that's something you, that you don't miss is me in the ring. But, yeah, you know, it, it still was. It was alright. It, it it worked. I, I'm just getting tired of the kick your teeth down your throat lines. It's like it's it's funny because I just it goes all the way back to Shawn Michaels back in the day. You know what bit. I mean? Like it's yeah. just. And I got more on that Shawn Michaels too, not him specifically, but. Things he covets, uh, and uh, especially with someone. Actually, there's a little degree of separation. We get a uh, vignette from L.A. Knight. Uh, and all I'll yeah. say is the main takeaway is that there is only one megastar in NXT, and it's not Grayson Waller. Uh, which and well, I mean, he does talk about you could take off all this. You know, he's, he's talking about people judging him based yeah. on all, all the, yeah, the luxurious it, stuff he wears and stuff. But yeah, it seemed like he was taking more of a more serious approach. Like yeah, this time around. Yeah, it was. It wasn't all the. Um, I won't say better than you stuff, but kind of that vein. Uh, we get Diamond Mine taking on Jacket Time and Odyssey Jones. Diamond Mine, uh, of course, with Roddy Strong and the Creed Brothers, six-man tag. Pre-match, uh, Biven says, uh, you know, he's got the crew working in back of him in the locker room. He says, tonight, uh, Diamond Mine shows why they're the most dominant group in NXT under the leadership of Roddy Strong. When Joe Gacy walks in, curiously, says yeah. he admires when a group of people come together for a common bond, like the members of Diamond Mine. Then uh, he actually turns to Roddy and says he has a great responsibility as a leader to keep the door of opportunity open, which I wasn't too sure what he meant by that. Uh, Bivens then tells him if he wants to join that a tryout costing exactly $837.50, non-refundable, of course, was coming up in a few weeks and then gives him his business card and exits the locker room. And Gacy actually just thanks him for the generosity. Yeah, this wasn't a bad segment. Um, I'm not too sure where it's going, but it definitely intrigued me. Um, And then the other thing was... 
the only thing I could think of by him saying that he has this responsibility is I know he, that's one of the things he's been uh, preaching about since he's been here is is uh, you know having this open mindedness for an inclusiveness for opportunity yeah. for others, uh, leading all the way back to Tommaso Ciampa and trying to earn his way into a triple threat and. All that stuff. So I'm thinking he's just kind of just relaying that same morals that he's been looking for in, in other supposed locker room yeah, leaders. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, which to me just felt like I hope you're a leader who's open mind, you know, who has an open mind to uh, adding other, you know, uh, I guess uh, amongst your assets. Ranks. Yeah, yeah. You know I, what I mean? See that. Yeah, you I don't. Know, I don't thing, see. I don't see him or Harlan fitting that aesthetic, but but, yeah. but I think that's why it's because they don't. That's why I'm thinking. That's why he's asking for his yeah, open mindedness. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm so, just I'm just yeah. trying to be realistic, though. Oh yeah, 100 on paper. But, uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's whatever. Yeah, this six man breaks down where Roddy hits an impressive looking angle slam to Odyssey Jones because she actually breaks the pin before he and Jiro uh, drop kick the Creed brothers off the apron, and then Jack and Time each hit Roddy with a fastball punch before Jones hits a running crossbody with the pin for the upset win. I don't know why. I don't know, man. It seems like most of their champions, unless your name's Carmelo Hayes these days, like they just like to make them lose against the new school people. I don't know what it is, but um, I don't know what they're doing with this whole Odyssey Jones. You know, it's this isn't we talk about. It. It's not the X division. It isn't beyond limits or limitless or unlimited or whatever. Like we don't want to see Odyssey Jones contend for the cruiserweight title. It's a joke. You know what I'm saying? But basically. Um, after the match, the faces celebrate their win by laughing at the heels from the ramp. And uh, speaking of, like, like I mean, I, I wouldn't I can't mind. Even make the segue. It's <laughs> I was gonna say I wouldn't mind if it was him and a guy like uh, Chase again, uh, maybe doing a program yeah. for the betterment of both of them. Yeah. But I mean, like, it's not like the, I mean they think they're probably booking him safe because they're like, well, he's so big, we can't just book him to beat everyone. I'm like. No, especially not when you got him doing middle rope drop kick. Or yeah, what the f I was like, in my head, when I saw that, I was like, where's Undertaker taking him up against the wall telling him if you ever do that again? Yeah. Because I was like, But Dude, if I'm Taker, I wouldn't even visit NXT anymore. What's the point? Uh, that's true. It's not the same as what it was, you know? Uh, but next we have uh, a <laughs> talk about like the, Mark didn't expect you to come in. Uh, sheesh. But see, speaking about people who aren't the same as they once were, mm. grizzled young veterans. God uh, another I see what you do. I missed the last one last week. Saw this one. Yeah, this was this was what slightly better because it was shorter. And that's literally I said another shitty segment for GYV this week, but at least it's much shorter this time. Apparently, GYV have hijacked the women's tag belt from Toxic Attraction just to look good for Gibson's Nana, whom they FaceTime in hopes of securing his, quote, lion's share of the inheritance. Uh, the call goes well. They leave to return the belts while the camera pans to another dry erase board highlighting their, quote, unquote, NanaCon plan. Curiously, a random person in a onesie pajamas, though, sleeping on the couch in the background. I have no idea. I was like, I was who, wondering who about the fuck that. is that guy? Yeah, I was, I was like, like, and they didn't even make, acknowledge, acknowledge that he was even there. Like, neither them or the comic commentators like yeah. they didn't say anything about it i was like and just to cap this off because and it's weird because it's like half of a backstage interview so i'll just get to that point at some point gyb do walk in to frame of a backstage interview uh to return the belts to toxic attraction and then of course they put on this oh yeah a bunch of tech guys uh they must have stolen them and they were like facetiming their grandma to act like champions and of course Gigi calls them pathetic jc says who would lie to their grandma and mandy just calls them losers while gibson with another like brutally brilliant as you know in his mind takeaway he tells drake see when you need to lie you have to hide the lie right next to the truth to get away with it i don't know why he thinks he's like a win a wisdom filled guy <laughs> Some now sort it's of like whimsical. yeah it's like but it's like why don't you show it in your in your tag team prowess whatever 
You know, because that, that literally the review I, I watched uh, just to make sure, you know, I didn't miss anything. They were like, why are you doing this to your most serious tag team? You know? It just, I, I, it, they came off like when I saw that they had like the whole whiteboard, I was like, y'all, y'all looking like those guys are in the YouTube infomercial ads where they're like, hey, uh, you want to make this money and, and drive this car and, and hey, you got to do this and it's all about this and, and, and controlled sales. And I'm like, dude, I, I could really, I don't know. It's, it's just really weird because, uh, again, they, if you're also grizzled and, and such, you know, these vets, I don't understand why you need to. Why are they, why are they so broke? <laughs> well, that and like, well, what's up with this perception? Like, it, I well, mean, what I'm thinking last week, we got to trick people in this long-winded plan. Yeah, it, it, this to is get like food some, and and cash apps, and now, oh, we got to give the Venice the, Beach we, ass like right? uh, uh, second-rate hustle. Like, I don't know what they're. Oh doing, yeah, yeah, dude. straight up. And then this week, it's oh, let's make sure we can lock down that inheritance. And it's like, wh- why? Well, where's aren't this you guys from? contracted? Like, where's your money at? You know, so I don't know. Like, where can't y'all just go back home? How are you paying for the suits you wearing, fam? You know what I mean? Because those aren't some throwaway suits, you know? But anyway, speaking of another tag team, um, MSK, and it was another vignette. I, I'm just starting to care about this less and less. And Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this week, MSK, they make it to the airport. They get concerned about going through security check. They have a hard time deciding who's going to carry the supplies. They uh, miraculously make it through without any problem. Uh, and uh, we see Wes is actually able to score them. $1,500 in food vouchers, 4,000 air miles, first-class accommodations, and a free blanket, but it required them, I guess, taking separate flights. I'll be honest. This was stupid. I don't even know why they even said that because clearly there was no – there's just no, in my opinion, uh, proof that they took separate – like who's filming uh, Nash as he's sitting in the chair on the flight? Who's fil- I mean, we're, we're still – again, we're watching like, this. Like there's no mention of why he's being documented to begin with. No. But you know we're we're with them on the journey because we're aware that there's this fourth wall we're supposed to imagine is not there. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard. I mean that that's what that's why it gets hard because at least that's one thing that I can appreciate. Even though I'm not going to jump, you know, you know we're still covering NXT, but at least the fact that they have Brandon Cutler on on, on you know with the elite, they know yeah. that they have an extra camera and a guy that's that is documenting stuff at exactly. all times. Yeah, and they could do so that right set that self off, right? You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, it's. It takes away the exactly so, but uh, once they land in the whatever city they're in, they reconvene at baggage claim with a hug. Uh, Wes actually says he was sitting next to someone on his flight who happened to know the shaman that they're looking for. Uh, he continues to describe him as a master of tag team wrestling, but Nash tells him, No more words, let's just go find this guy again. I'm still saying I think it's uh, Michael Hayes, I just don't know, but I mean, the thing is, I don't think why would they have to travel to he they know he's backstage. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they're not going to go see Arn. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think. I don't know if – I can't even say Hayes is a master of tag team wrestling, even though he's part of the Freebirds, but, you know. See, and that's the thing. I'm thinking something totally different. I'm thinking he's a shaman, and this is going to be somebody that's, like, into the same interests as them, so to speak. Like, I'm thinking I mean, maybe it's RBD. Godfather or, like, Papa Shango. Yeah. Or, you know, or even both. Or maybe it could be RVD or, mm. you know, it's, it's I, I don't know. But then when you talk about the tag team, I didn't even think about that as another uh, hint towards who it could be because I was like, oh, okay. Um, well, I guess, again, I don't consider him a master of tag team wrestling, but the Freebirds are undeniable in what they did when they were doing it. You know what I mean? But I digress. Uh, this takes me to Andre Chase, <laughs> one of our favorites here that's growing every week, uh, going against uh, Zion Quinn. 
Uh, a very interesting matchup. Uh, we do see Chase hit a running swinging neckbreaker uh, for a two count. And I love this spot where he tells the student section to give him all the letters of Chase. And he accompanies each letter by a stomp. So he's like, give me a C, C with a kick. Give me an H, H with a kick. You know, so I really like how he's really trying to branch out on the whole school aspect or student section he's been doing, you know, uh, visually when he's in the ring. Uh, Quinn catches Chase midair and a fireman's carry, then uh, hits a twisting Samoan drop, then picks him up for a jackhammer for the win. Uh, Post-match, Quinn is immediately attacked by LDF, uh, does his best to fight him off on his own until he's clotheslined from behind by a uh, returning Santos Escobar. Sorry, I had to get that out because we've been waiting. Where is Santos? Yeah, uh, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. But this was a really good segment. I enjoy this a lot. Um, just I mean the way that they jumped him, yeah, Zion, Zion's body language was perfect. Um, he didn't see it coming. They they beat him down, even you know all the way down to. I mean I know you're going to describe it now, but yeah, I thought it was good. It, it kind of was really yeah. It, it was interesting, really because, well executed. Yeah, it, it was one of the more effective things on the show. Uh, LDF continued to stomp him out uh, when Electra appears and tells him no one says no to her. And then uh, we see Santos kind of slam him uh, head first, uh, take a back bump really on the ramp. That's out there, and uh, LDF leave him laying as uh, Electra kind of lingers to grin and stare at his laid out body. So I didn't know if that was like She's tough like, love. Damn it! Or... Why do you make me do this? Yeah, it's to like you, yeah, Poppy? You, it's almost like you even look good in in, in when, when, when you're, you're gonna in suffering. Like almost like why I don't do you, know. It's like why do you choose to do this the hard way? But I am surprised. Like, why does he need to be? I wonder, I don't know, it's weird to see Santos not be part of it uh, for a couple weeks now, and then he shows up, I guess. So, But, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I, I understand what you mean, too, because the only other thing, and I'm not trying to, you know, I know we try to, like, not make it this, is, like, for me, how does Zion fit? We know that yeah, he's, he does. I mean. Uh, but you I, said he's Australian last Australian, week. Australian, he's uh, a mix. I think they said uh, he's from Australia, but he's Irish and... Moen, I think. Is yeah, what said. you did say that. Yeah. So it's like I'm not too sure what the tie-in is. You know what I mean? Is it just, oh no, we're just a faction now that you know it doesn't necessarily have to be this all these lucha morals that we've built it on this whole time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know he doesn't really have like a lucha background that they can be like, oh yeah, he's, you know. But I mean, you know, it is proving for good storytelling. So we'll see where where this ends up. I don't know if he's gonna find another female to try to. You know, fight her, or yeah. or this is going to be more of like some romance type stuff. Which yeah, I maybe hear that the hard uh, cat and mouse or something chasing or whatever. I've been hearing they're switching, heavily considering switching over to the TV fourteen. Uh, oh yeah, I had a quote rating. about that. But I mean, we we were talking about that last week. How right now they're I think median. Uh, age is uh, incidentally fifty five, and then they're yeah. trying to focus on the twenty year olds to get back to that that spot. I so. mean, they they've been pushing the envelope here and there with certain things that they've allowed them to say. I mean, you got what Indy talking about nine inches, like a couple yeah, of yeah, months ago, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With Dexter, and, and, and I'm noticing you even know, though they're still letting one. people cuss, but kind of blanket it out. Like someone dropped the s bomb this this week, and they blanked, blanked yeah. it out. I couldn't remember who it was. Well, well did, did you hear on commentary? Even uh, they had Barrett saying something about. What do you call him? Uh, sexy Dexy doing something with his hands. It's, it's like uh, I'm sure he did it in, in certain other places on their honeymoon. I'm like, oh, geez. yo, that's what a, the? F-? I'm like, this is so much. uncharacteristic of you. And like, even Beth Phoenix was like kind of dumbfounded. Like, 
Yeah. What do I, what do I say to that? Like, yeah, because usually she would be the one to try to get that in. But uh, yeah, we have a. Uh, I kind of have a two part here. A backstage uh, interview. Well, first with Raquel Gonzalez uh, says she hasn't had a good night's sleep since the night before Halloween Havoc, but says being champion for two hundred plus days, it becomes a part of you. And Dakota took all that away with a shovel, and now she has to watch Mandy walk around with her title. But she'll deal with that, and uh, she'll deal with them and toxic attraction at another time. And says Kai was always jealous of her success because she knew she could never beat her. Later tonight, she better bring that shovel with her as she plans to bury her with it. Uh, and this is kind of interesting because Mac or Mackenzie, um, she brings this up with Dakota later on. And Dakota kind of takes umbrage with the way she brings it up, I guess. Like she was just like, oh, so are you guys just like best friends now? And she kind of had this thing where she was talking about how, um, you know, uh, she, she, what was it? She was bringing up uh, Halloween Havoc, not Halloween Havoc, uh, Takeover when she lost to Raquel not so long ago, right? And uh, it talked about how, like, her head hasn't been clear since then. Her mind's been cloudy. And then she's, like, basically saying, but, you know, the best way to purge that is to uh, end Raquel. And she's talking about how it all started at, at Halloween Havoc. And then that's when Mandy walks in and actually says, and it ends tonight. And Kai does acknowledge, you would love that, wouldn't you? So your title reign is more protected. But just know that in doing that, that would be the second uh, thing that you, or second time you would owe me one, you know? And so I thought that was very interesting as well. So, but we'll get back yeah. into that later once they have that. They're the ones that take on the uh, main event role. This I mean, she she had the, tick, uh, the ticking thing going on again, which. Yeah, it was very incessant um, and. Some of her tones were interesting. I mean, I, the one thing, the only thing I liked is that at one point she started staring off as if someone was yeah, there, that's and then the part you even see—is her name Mackenzie? Yeah, right? Mackenzie. Yeah, she even looks like who the f- oh, you're, there's I don't know who the fuck you're looking at, bitch. Like, yeah, yeah, straight up. <laughs> that part I enjoyed. That that she really kind of sold it then, but like, yeah, all the other stuff. It's hard because we've seen the tick before with, with, with uh, yeah. what's her reckoning from fucking and she kinda, I remember, too, at one point she kind of, like, threatened uh, or slightly threatened to use the shovel on Mac, too. Like, it was just kind of – it was better than last week coming out just shaking and shaking and then Cora Jade can – you know, you remember all that, right? Oh, like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely better than that. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes, though, man. But uh, let's see where we go from here. Okay, the poker showdown. Cameron Grimes versus Duke Hudson. And I'm going to just blow through this as fast as I can. That will be best. Ring announcer Alicia Taylor explains they'll be playing No Limit, Texas Hold'em, and uh, a poker, by the way, and announces announces the rules. Wishes them both luck. Uh, Hudson laughs and says luck's for losers, like everyone in the arena. Says it may not be his poker room, but it's his ring and plans to make Grimes his bitch. Grimes says uh, those are just big words from a nervous man who's sweating like Shaq at a free throw line before cheap-popping the crowd with last week's You Got Played chant. I was dying because I used that yeah, verbatim used that. for yeah. years, and and it's like... Yeah, because people like to say, sweating like a, like a strip in church yeah yeah line, like Shaq at the free throw line yeah, yeah. I, was, I was looking like Shaq in the fourth quarter or whatever yeah, word. it's like yeah it's one of those one of my favorite ones so when he said it I, I yeah I popped big for that one uh Grimes draws a king and three of spades then bets five hundred dollars Hudson gets a pair of fives raises it to a thousand Grimes calls the flop or calls and then the flop is revealed as a five jack and ten of hearts before uh, betting another thousand while Hudson raises it to four thousand Grimes goes ahead and he calls to that. Turn card is revealed as a queen of spades is then shown and Grimes bets 2,000 and 
and calls as Duke, or I'm sorry, he calls Duke Dukey, I should say, before he requests silence from the audience and decides to call his bet. Uh, the pot is now 18 grand uh, when the river card is revealed as a seven of hearts is there. And Grimes says Hudson has what it takes to be a star player, but seems to drop the ball in the moments that make him a star. And says today is a chance to prove how big his balls really are, then goes all in. Uh, and, uh, this is how, also how I knew this was TV 14. Because when, uh, when he was like actually pantomiming, I was like, yeah. oh, they, they let him go. Like this much, this is popping Vince for oh, sure. Yeah. And uh, Duke gets mad and says Grimes is wearing, kind of like, he, he recognizes this smile Grimes has is like the same one he had before beating him last time. Uh, and he decides to fold. And he demi- demands to see Grimes' cards after uh, he has been announced as the winner and realizes that he was just bluffed and becomes a very sore loser. Uh, Grimes starts to collect his chips when he eats a boot to the mush from Hudson, who uh, begins to stomp him the fuck out. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hudson, pretty consi- much, <laughs> he continues his assault, and then he power bombs Grimes through the poker table and exits the ring. Uh, and then he hesitates and pulls a toolbox from underneath the ring, uh, and he teases. I think it was like a hammer, and then he throws it. And actually, finds a pair of scissors, brings him into the ring, and uh, savagely trims Cam's beard and hair, uh, which well, seems you- to be a uh, like a. Uh, a, a mainstay in terms of like you know with Grayson Waller oh you should shave that and like with Hudson oh you should you know like you're not going to get it luck with the ladies looking like that or you look like a troll or it's always something so um, I wasn't well, this was good for Hudson yeah. at the end but I just don't know if we needed the whole card thing when he's supposed to be a champion poker player you know yeah I was wondering uh, you know what your uh, position was on that because we have seen it before like you said it's been you know it's not entirely overdone but. I don't know if a guy the size of a Duke Hudson is like, I'm so insecure that I got to cut this dude's beard off. Like, it just didn't. I don't know. I don't know if it really it doesn't translates match it that up. way to yeah. me. Yeah, like, it's, it's in terms of, I mean, maybe, I guess, if, if you're going to go for the easy, he embarrassed me twice, so I got to embarrass him. Well, if you're going to do that, then shave off half his uh, his beard like they did, yeah. uh, what's his name, John Tenta yeah, <laughs> back in the day. Go. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he'll go for it because then, that's just another part of his journey is the crowd with him as he grows back the beard. Yeah, like, seriously, man. I mean, I don't know. No, I totally feel you. I mean, it, it's, it was up and down. I didn't think we needed the whole deal, but I think we all knew Cameron was winning. But uh, this brings us to a tag team match. Uh, but, uh, with, uh, I'm sorry, with Briggs and Jensen taking on Von Wagner and Cool Kyle O'Reilly. But before then, we get a pre-match kind of a segment <laughs> where Kyle like, is uh, teasing Wagner yeah, for his uh, yeah. random uh, SmackDown appearance like you were uh, telling me about uh, by calling him Adam Pierce's bodyguard. Uh, Wagner actually goes to explain, but Kyle tells him he's not concerned with the explanation. He uh, just says he's not concerned with the with their loss to LDF because he's focused on going to work tonight. Uh, Wagner says he's not worried about it and uh, wants to take care of business, and then they just kind of fist bump. Very lackluster deal. Like, I don't know if this it, is just to add to the, yeah, he's going to turn on you, bro, because he, there was, yeah, he didn't mind helping you, but it was all, he said back then he selfishly helped you to get himself in a position like where he's in the game. You know what I mean? So they're like two weeks in. Yeah, so. I mean, it, it's, it's just anytime he talks, he just comes off as, yeah, sure. I'm game. Yeah. Hey, man. Uh, no, no joshing. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just, oh, uh, come on, Kyle. Uh, come on. It sounds uh, like he's from like a, a really bad 80s sitcom. Like, it, it, he just, like yeah, he, he literally just sounds just that bland about it. But 
You did, you know, they try to give him, you know, they're like, hey, grow some facial hair so yeah. he can kind of look a little bit more menacing. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Put the shadow uh, on. <laughs> but uh, Kyle and Wagner actually get the win where uh, Kyle low bridges Briggs uh, to the floor, which I thought was a little uncharacteristic, and yeah. then takes him out with a uh, diving knee smash from the apron while Wagner hits that swinging butterfly suplex for the win or twisting, whichever one you want to call it. I don't really like it as a finish. Uh, post-match Imperium uh, actually who are watching the match uh, uh, from their locker room, and they were actually shown as such doing uh, in the middle of match they comment that Colin Wagner seem to be getting better but uh, still not uh, being on their level as they have a better chance of getting a security job at full cell than they do beating them for their tag title so I don't know if that's where that this is going is that that's going to be the next challengers but hey man I've seen so many dopest uh, promising careers stem from uh, taking a few bumps as a security guy. <laughs> Shout yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm, nah. a, I'm, I'm also wondering, well, why is an LDF in line for a tag shot? Because they just got to win. Like, it doesn't seem like... Well, I, I can't think it's because it's heel versus heel, so it's not... Because you know, with Vince there now, he's not, he's, he's not going to do it. No, you know, you're right, he, because that was hates. another thing, and we'll talk about it later with your reviews. They they will literally turn someone on the drop of a dime because, oh, you know what? We need you, but it's a face now that has a title, so we need you to go heel. Like, yeah. it's just dumb. Uh, we get lash, lashing out with Lash Legend. Speaking of which, uh, uh, slightly turning heel or going in the yeah, direction of seriously. Uh, she brings up Kaylee Ray for interrupting Toxic Attraction last week, and then uh, Grayson Waller drops by unannounced to spill some tea uh, he brings up L.A. Knight, uh, talking about how he's never paid his dues. And then he kind of, like, lakes, lightly takes jab at, uh, you know, talents who have, like, you know, missed birthdays and hospital visits, the holidays, etc. He called et them, like, the veterans, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Th those who do that stuff to ply their trade. Uh, well, all he had to do was, quote, survive a reality show and put out a video for WWE to, uh, to come calling to him. Uh, Grayson tells Lash that the business is not about wins and losses anymore and the days of journeymen realizing their boyhood dreams are dead. Says it's not about how many stars you get, it's about likes and followers and to LA Knight or any other vet who continuously ask whose game it is, don't be mad at me, but the game has changed and it's uh, it's mine now. And then he uh, exits the show and that's kind of all we got. It week. wasn't bad. I the most effective will... episode of Last Legend. I'm surprised he didn't hit the don't hate the player, hate the game yeah. type of thing or whatever, but... Interesting. I mean, I don't. I don't think I. I wanted to see more stem from them too. But now that they're kind of switching roles, it seems a little bit, a little yeah. bit more interesting. Um, it's a much better um, reason to be to to. Uh, it's better legs to, for for the for the rivalry to walk on. And I'll I mean, say, then, I, then uh, oh, I want to host. No, I'm going to host. I, I, like. I, yeah, exactly. And I, I don't. I also even say like maybe they're trying to put some substance into it so that they can eventually. Uh, add some members to the War Games crew with both of them or something. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I mean, they, with the way he's talking about the new guys and the old guys and, yeah, you know, Eli or L.A. And you got leader of the new school out here doing all that. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this brings me to uh, actually a handicap match. It was supposed to be a tag match with Indy and Persia, but uh, it's uh, Gabby Stevens and Jenna. I don't know if it's Levi or Levy. Uh, what happens is Indy and Persia are actually shown uh, before the match talking in front of the trainer's room when Persia reminds Indy that their match is coming up. Indy explains she's kind of torn as she wants to compete, but is also Dexter's wife and needs to be there for him uh, as he's, I guess, slated to go to a nearby medical facility to get his hand checked. Persia encourages her to go and says, hey, Hey, I got this. I'll, I'll, I'll do the match by uh, myself. And uh, it is uh, curious to note that Robert Stone appears yeah. at one point to kind of scout the match. I guess he needs a new. Uh, yeah. 
uh, Amazonian to hide Yeah, I was, I was going to say, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, I mean, that's kind of his, uh, his MO. But uh, Persia uh, at one point picks up her opponents uh, in the corner for a double Samoan drop. Then uh, she hits that fireman's carry sit-out face buster for the win. Uh, Stone is shown being very impressed and slowly applauds uh, Persia's efforts. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see where it goes from there. And uh, I'm going to, I mean, Caden and Casey had an EDC vignette. That's all you need to know. Uh, yeah, I, I was care. really surprised. That I'm like, okay, they're really trying to go for that 14 and up crowd. Where they're like, because everyone knows what EDC is about. So I was surprised that they even A, name dropped it, and then they're kind of encouraging, know. you know. I mean, not to say that going to Raves is bad, but, I mean, we all know what, mostly what it's about. You know what I mean? like, I'll go, and I'll take everyone's finish. The debauchery. Yeah. <laughs> Tuck your chins everywhere. Uh, yeah. uh. <laughs> Chin tucking. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, this actually brings me to uh, oh, a two-part uh, segment for Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, he's actually backstage, per usual, sitting down. He says, when uh, 2.0 started, it needed a leader. Enter Ciampa, the greatest NXT champion of all time. Uh, he successfully defended Goldie uh, in that time, whether it was in the States or UK, and did it with the utmost respect, integrity, and prestige, but sees a lack of those three in the locker room. And then he actually opts to address the locker room in person before kicking his chair, per usual, and storming off. Uh, we actually will see him uh, enter the uh, arena on the ramp, and he begins to vent uh, about Mello, saying how he, you know, He's basically saying he's so desperate every week how he comes out to try to convince himself he holds the A championship. And says the reason that Melo hasn't actually taken his shot in his direction is because he won't just miss, he'd actually airball it, which I wasn't mad at that. Uh, Champa then calls out, quote, bitch-ass Grayson Waller. Yeah, dude. I was like, he must, is this a shoot? (laughs) Yeah, it's for believing he's above, uh, I believe, his generation of journeymen then goes to bring up Tony D'Angelo when he's actually interrupted by Braun Breaker's music. Ron enters, grabs a mic, calls Champa a hypocrite for calling out guys for doing similar things he did to get to the top. Says he shouldn't be worried about the new crop of talent when he should be worried about him running through him and taking his NXT title. Uh, at that point, Champa uh, kind of motions for the guy in the back to uh, you know cue up the footage from Havoc to remind Breaker how he's already pinned him clean one two three. Then jokes, I'm no mathematician, but Braun has yeah. less than a 33 and a third chance of taking the title from him. Uh, and I also liked how this you know, would kind of instigate the barking from the crowd. And then he continues and says, Braun, you can bark up that tree all you want, but at the end of the day, you're just a puppy. And me, I'm the NXT champion. Then he just dumps the mic and uh, exits sharply back up the ramp. I wasn't mad at that. We get match announcements. Uh, The only one to announce is that Triple Threat, it's made official for the NXT North American Championship. Johnny Gargano taking on Pete Dunne and taking on the self-proclaimed leader of the new school and A champion, Carmelo Hayes. I'm sure Trick will come into play around that, you know, Triple Threat rules. Everybody knows how that goes. But uh, I mean, you think they're just going to try to scoop up Odyssey Jones and just have him be the Radio Raheem? That'd be kind of hard. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. That'd be kind of hard. <laughs> uh, this takes me to Raquel. He's like, he's Gun- like I thought about it for <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Big Mommy Cool, taking yeah. on the new Twitchy Dakota Kai live on Twitch. And I was fine. For real. This is actually a very good match. Um, they had a lot of time. I remember the thing you told me the morning I talked to you the other day when I said, yeah, I guess that was, that was the main event. You were like, for, on free TV? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Uh, that was kind of my problem with it too, because it, it had enough where it went through a whole um, uh, was it picture in picture, you know, and it still had enough 
uh, mats for you to enjoy. But uh, basically, we see the end where uh, Kai at one point does manage to rip off the bottom turnbuckle pad early in the match, only to whip Raquel face first into it later on. Uh, and then she goes to grab uh, a shovel. Uh, she brought it to the match, just like she was asked to, uh, from under the ring and begins to stalk Raquel. But Gonzalez cuts her off with a kick to the gut, and then she grabs the shovel away from the referee and starts to stalk Kai herself when she's attacked from behind by Toxic Attraction, consequently giving her the DQ win. Uh, but, you know, it's actually just as much as we had a good match. There's a lot in the post-match as well, where we see Kai uh, actually joins Toxic Attraction and jumping Raquel. When Cora Jade runs down with a mini skateboard in hand to make the save, she, uh, she takes out Gigi and JC with shots to the back, then actually throws her skateboard at Kai, but she manages to duck before uh, Mandy steamrolls Cora with a clothesline. Now they all triple uh, Team Jade, uh, and then Gigi and JC whip her to the ropes to eat a bicycle kick from Mandy. Nice little... Uh, Triple team there from Toxic Attraction. Then we hear Zoe Starks' music hits. Um, and you see Toxic Attraction visibly laugh as Starkey kind of hobbles out. Not Starkey, but Starks. It's my old boss name. Starks, Starsky. <laughs> Starksky. You know, uh, as Starks uh, comes, uh, comes out and um, she's hobbling on crutches only to hold one up. And then kind of cues Eo's music, who runs out, grabs the crutch, and charges towards the ring. She takes out Gigi on the floor, then uses the crutch to sweep JC's legs inside the ring from outside before uh, before she slides in and uh, continues her assault on Mandy. Kai then goes to hit Eo from behind with Jade's skateboard, but she no-sells it and attacks Dakota with the crutch. Uh, Cora then helps Eo battle the heels off with her skateboard and even hits a DDT onto her skateboard to JC. Uh, while Raquel gets back in the fight and uh, they all finally fend off the heels, the crowd distinctly chants war games while the hills lick their wounds on the floor and the faces stand tall in the ring when EO picks up the mic and just yells war games to end the show and that my friends was NXT 2.0 I don't know who the fourth member of uh, their team would be or if it's not going to involve Kai at all or what because they got four on one side <laughs> and three on the other I mean, but it is interesting uh, it's I interesting mean, to see possibly what's if like I mean, because I was surprised to see Zoe, mm -hmm. especially when they were like, oh, she already has a torn, yada, yada, yada. And she was out of surgery, already starting rehab, but I didn't think it was that quick. You know? I mean, I don't know. Like, what's the date on War Games? Do we know? Uh, I believe it's uh, December 2nd. Yeah, that's like two weeks. I don't. I don't know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be. I mean, I, I remember it was announced. Let me let me double check on that. And then they're gonna they're gonna swerve and bring back Nia Jax to NXT. Mm. I heard that there was a big outcry to maybe bring her back, though. Yeah, she's already uh, since changed her handle fully to Lena. Oh, um, she has? Yeah, so it's, uh, I don't know if it's something that she even wants to do at this point, but I'm not trying to speak for her. You know what I mean? December but, 5th. December 5th, Sunday, 2021. War Games without Regal. <laughs> That's what's weird about it, too. It's like, I I've been saying this from the jump, where the hell is Regal? I mean, I think it's part of that aesthetic. He's older, and I hate to say it like that, but... But they need to do something on screen to just... I mean, like, oh, hey, it's new, and he's not going to be here anymore. Like, oh, yeah, we, it's like, who's nobody got the it? memo. Yeah. yeah. That's my thing. Is like, how are these matches getting made? You know what I mean? At least bring out, like, Road Dog or somebody. Hey, hot who. take? Hot take? Yeah, let's hear it. Maybe Vince needs to be the authority figure for NXT. I don't Ugh. like it, but at least you might get more of the... I, I go ahead and grab the, the brass ring, damn it. Like, those kind you of, You know like, who I wouldn't be mad at? I wouldn't be mad, and I know I'm going to get flagged for this, if it was Bruce. Mm. But Maybe Sean's better. Maybe even, um, just for the heat magnet of it, Laurinaitis. You know what I mean? But uh, then, then, yeah, then, yeah. then that might make it feel unwatchable. Yeah, because sure. I don't think they've ever had a heel um, administration 
in terms of authority figure in NXT. It's just always no, been kind of unbiased so. in a sense. So except for that whole stuff with Cassius Ono back in the day and then the stuff with Dean Ambrose back in the day. You know what I mean? Because that's how him and Regal, I think Regal passed on the knee trembler and the Regal stretch and all that stuff to Ambrose for a spell. But uh, besides that, though, yeah, I mean, uh, the constant absence of uh, Willie Riggs, I will say that, uh, yeah, that was, that, <laughs> Willie was Riggs. that was NXT 2.0. Chuck Dempsey's pops. <laughs> and I just, I don't know, man. It, it was... Um, it was a show. I'm not excited for next. Well, I'm excited for the triple threat, but there's nothing else announced, and I just don't know. I mean, we talked about it. I mean, I don't think Cora Jade is ready for a War Games match. She hasn't done much on TV except stare at Grayson Waller weird, uh, sort have a, you know have a on screen relationship with what's his name that. Got it. Ended up being listen, uh, trade uh, trade backs, right? Or, yeah, Blake Christian, and, right? And then so you got that, and then it's like, and then you got the whole thing where she was getting uh, starting this momentum of like fluke wins, right? And then she's got this weird thing with Raquel. So I I don't know where this start. Maybe it's because of the whole Dakota Kai thing, but I don't know if she fits. But we'll see, man. I don't. Not to say I want to see Casey and Caden in there either, but I just don't know who the fourth is going to be or who makes sense. But. I, don't know. I could see them being a part of it at some point just to give them a look. Yeah. But, you know. No, I'm just thinking because you're going to have the tag know, champs on the other side of the ring, you know, so who, who's their equal right now, you know? so I don't, I don't even know. I keep forgetting that there's tag championships now. Fuck, who knows, man. But yeah. anyways, man, we're going to well, take that, a – Well, that was one thing, too, I will say before you go, was they brought up – when Dakota was fighting Raquel, and this was also a sign of the times, they brought up how not too long ago they won, right, the first ever the Women's Dusty Classic because they were partners and they were the first ever NXT Women's Tag Champions. And Wade says that happened during the Dusty Classic era of NXT. And I'm Me- like, meaning that y'all ain't going to do it again? Or? That's what it, and I'm just like, wasn't that I'm not earlier against, this year? I'm not against it, though. Like, I mean, they got it. I don't know if... The, <laughs> It's just weird. I heard that the takeover thing is not going to be a thing anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, we're just going to continue. Well, the, takeover is December 5th. War Games, that's a takeover, but it's a Sunday. So. I mean, is, I, guess, I mean, is it is it billed as takeover War Games or NXT War Games? You know what I'm saying? True. Yeah, I don't know. And, I mean, to be honest, I just, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're just going to continue doing what they're doing, which is the literal throwing of paint on the canvas and seeing what sticks. But we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to light that fuse, man, and get into the First uh, dynamite post full gear and uh, under yeah, the man. hangman regime. Yeah, cowboy shit. We'll be right back. Hey yo, what's going on, man? As you already know, it's Quincy Jones. Go from the Quincy Jones show, and what you also already know is that the storyline tees are the best ones doing it in the pro wrestling merch game, man. They the ones, and if you didn't know, now you know. They don't miss, man. These good brothers really don't miss, man. I just love how they represent for the culture all the time as well, man. And these new designs, you already know, it ain't no different. As they did a remix on the old school De La Soul and Janet Jackson album covers, man, this time... 
featuring the WWE champion Big E with the New Day. And of course, the EST of WWE herself, Miss Bianca Belair. Two new drops, several different sizes and color options, all available at storylinetees.com backslash shop. And make sure you follow them at storyline underscore tees underscore LLC on Instagram for info on merch, exclusive sales, and more. Go. Welcome to the Quincy Jones Show, home of the tag team champions of the IE. I watch Nas. I'm a Nas fan. Shout out to McFly. Last but not least, we are here to light the fuse for you, and uh, we're going to get right into it, man. Obviously, this is uh, stemming from a hot pay-per-view on the weekend with full gear, so obviously all eyes not only on uh, what the next, I guess, uh, trajectory is for a lot of the guys coming out of the pay-per-view, but, you know, I mean, I didn't realize they were going to be in Norfolk. I knew that they were going to, they kept advertising like, oh yeah, don't forget, we're going to be in Dynamite after full gear, and I kept seeing like Hangman's face, so I'm like... Oh, yeah, that means he's probably going to win because they keep showing him so much. And then I'm like, oh, they're in Virginia, so they were going to have him come back <laughs> the, the, the night after full gear or, or you know, the first yeah. did not win the title, you know. But Yeah, which I didn't know they were going to be in Virginia at yeah, all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, oh, that, that would have told me straight up. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I think we got the betting odds going in. But <laughs> anyways, uh, before the show, uh, backstage, well, well, before this, we get announced that there's a official national Cowboy Shit Day appreciation that's scheduled uh, as such for the, the uh, Virginia edition of Dynamite. But um, first we see backstage the Elite, uh, which consists of Kenny Omega as well as Adam Page and, of course, the Bucks. Um, obviously the first time we're hearing from Kenny since the first time he lost the championship to Adam Page at Full Gear. Kenny says that he hasn't watched the match back uh, yet from Full Gear, but people are already asking him when the rematch is, when, he's, uh, when he plans to get in the bell back. But says he's not only uh, did he lose, but the Elite lost uh, the whole night and says he's disgusted, but not by Hangman because he won the match and actually congratulates him, but says that he feels uh, that, that, things, uh, oh, that, that there are things he has to fix, things that he has to change, and that he feels like he can't do that while he's still there, alluding to himself uh, possibly taking some time off or a little hiatus. And uh, kind of ask, uh, you know, if he can trust him to hold things down for the camp until he gets back. As Cole kind of just like, you know, steps up and says, you know, don't worry about it, cleaner. I got this. Mm-hmm. To which uh, Omega kind of chuckles and uh, awkwardly to explains he was actually talking to the Bucks, uh, not directly to him. Uh, but Cole admits he knew what he what he meant. As the Bucks say, they will all hold it down while he's gone. But uh, again, you know, we talk about the. The seeds being planted, the the slow storytelling and yeah. all that. So, and just to add a little bit, just to sprinkle a little bit for the baby birds out there waiting to get that uh, those those exclusives. Uh, so apparently, uh, Kenny. I mean, we've known that he's been working, you know, hurt for a couple of years now, but uh, he actually had revealed that he had been uh, facing forms of vertigo for the last uh, year or so, which, uh, you know, forced him. If you guys, obviously, if you've watched Kenny, you know that he's a more physically uh, explosive guy in the ring, and he has kind of slowed it down. But I think uh, with the timing of his heel turn, maybe that helped him out a little bit because it was said that most of his matches were just him spinning, you know what I mean? So just off balance the whole time. So kudos to him for still carrying the title and the company on his back and uh, doing double duty for Impact, too, for a little bit, too. You know, can't forget about that. So And, uh, you know, he had he did have the mega championship earlier in his reign as yep. well. Yep. Um, triple so, duty. Yeah, yeah, he right. was doing some triple duty. You know, he was the belt collector for a little bit. So uh, from here, we had the Dark Order in the ring uh, as we get the start of National Cowboy Shit Day. Uh, Johnny Silver introduces the brand new AW World Champion to the hometown, uh, the hometown boy, I should say, uh, Hangman Adam Page. 
Page with a Virginia is for lover shirt on, wearing the belt with pro- proudly uh, around his waist. Uh, Virginia crowd chants, you deserve it, but Hangman kindly corrects them and says, no, I earned it, which I, I did love. Says he usually uh, is more reserved and doesn't usually come out to cut promos a lot, but says that he knows the championship carries a lot of weight, a lot of responsibility, and name drops his next responsibility is Brian Danielson, and Danielson actually comes out on cue, uh, says he just came out to congratulate Hangman, which, you know, seemed innocent enough, uh, says he's super excited for the championship match, but says, to be fair, he's a little surprised and disappointed that it's not Kenny Omega he's facing, as Hangman reminds him that he beat Kenny's ass at full gear, and says that if he's also not mistaken, he managed to do it in less than 30 minutes, uh, minutes, I should say, uh, which of course is alluding to the fact that Danielson's last match with Omega went down to a 30-minute time limit draw mm-hmm. where neither man even won. Uh, Brian says he didn't come to start any beef between them, but tells Paige that he won't be wrestling a guy who dressed up as a Ghostbuster for Halloween and that he's coming to kick some ass. Uh, and then calls Paige's cowboy mantra into question, claiming he's just out here bumping his gums while he's wrestling every week and even surprisingly references wrestling the very next day after winning the world title at WrestleMania as the crowd boos him and says, of course, Virginia boos hard work. So he's going uh, hard with the, the digging in deep with the, with the heel work here. Um, which, yeah, no, but yeah, go ahead. Well, it was weird because I'm like, no, he's not out just out here bumping his gums because he literally just said, I don't usually uh, come out here and yeah, bump my talk, gums. Yeah. <laughs> and then, then I, he just says it. I'm like, I, see, where's this coming from? Like, bar- it's just a total flip. Like, to borrow a term from Wrestle Talk, they, uh, their opinion is they don't think it was a heel turn as much as it was a heel reveal because it's not like he's come out and said, hey, I'm here for the people. Even in the scrums, he hasn't said, I'm here for the beast. Like, I'm not here like CM Punk. I'm here to kick people's fucking heads off, is what he said. So he, if you think about it, he's also kind of arrogantly been winning his matches not using the same move in a way. So a lot of people are kind of looking at it as, was he ever a face or did we just assume because we were happy to see him and he never made his intentions clear? But me personally, I don't know if it's that deep, but I think Hangman kind of opened fire a little bit as the champion, which he should have by saying it didn't take him 30 minutes because it seemed like that's what started like – the snowballing of like little well, jabs, you know, from, I mean, from Daniel. But, but or then Danielson. But, but then say. Daniel kind of started by saying, I have to admit, to be fair, I'm disappointed that it's not Kenny. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, but I, I think, you know, given what he's he's been chasing, and he Kenny, said, he, and so he I said think he's it's surprised. He said he was even surprised that it wasn't Kenny. So yeah, that's kind true. of a slight right there. Yeah, because he's I mean? almost like denying that Hangman was better than him. Yeah, exactly. In the sense, and then, right. Yeah, a little Of course, uh, Paige responds telling Brian that if he wants to wrestle him for the title, he doesn't see a better place than to do so tonight. Virginia. Brian takes the poll of the crowd on if they want to see them wrestle tonight to a resounding yes, but Danielson backtracks saying normally he'd be up for it, but claims Paige isn't in wrestling gear and claims he was told by many when coming into AEW that Paige has a long list of excuses for why he's failed his entire career and tells him, which I was like, well, he's uh, been a champion, so I don't know what he mean. Uh, tells him he doesn't want to beat him for the championship only for him to have the excuse built in that he, was, he wasn't ready Page obliges Daniel's roundabout uh, ways and tells him Virginia is for lovers, but he still wants to fight as he gets in Danielson's face. Uh, the Dark Order now get in between them to kind of separate them as Daniel claims he, he doesn't really want to fight him because he just had his friends break it up as the booze really come down for Brian now. Uh, crowd starts chanting to let them fight as Brian claims that the Dark Order won't let them fight because they know that he will kick his ass. Hangman breaks free and takes down Danielson uh, very briefly and very carefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before uh, Brian ducks out and, and uh, we go to commercial. 
Yeah, very uh, Un- uncharacteristic of, of how we usually open up a, uh, a dynamite. Yeah, and I think it's because they've been, you know, focusing all the last what year and a half to two years of not being like WWE and opening with that trope of here's the long, you know, scripted promo to kick things off. So you know, like, exactly I get what it because they're in what Virginia. What the temperature of the night is? Yeah, yeah. De- so so that you know, it calls for it. It wasn't definitely. like a, you know what I mean. So plus mm-hmm. again, we're just you know the whole journey we're just talking about is it culminated. So it's like. Yeah, I gotta hit a promo. My first promo as a champ, you know. So, oh yeah. And uh, from here we got Evil Uno versus Brian, uh, Brian Danielson, who of course both men are already down at ringside, so might as well just let the games commence, right? It makes sense to me. Uh, Brian with an immediate takedown and transitions to the single crab for uh, the four of the refs uh, five count. Brian tries for a shoulder block, but Uno uses the momentum and comes back with a shoulder block of his own, taking him off his feet. Uh, Uno then strings together an inverted atomic drop into a leg sweep and hits the double stomp on Brian's hands uh, before landing an Oklahoma roll for a two count. Uh, Uno tries to chop Brian's chest, but Brian slaps Uno in the face in response. Uh, he's like, well, don't you trying to show me up, Brian? Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, Brian with a combo of chest kicks and chops before landing the hatch suplex and Jericho-style cocky pin. Uh, Uno tries again with a few chops, but Brian just brutally blitzes. Uh, oh, yeah, I knew I was going to have trouble writing this. But Brian just brutally blitzes Uno with a barrage of stiff body kicks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uno proudly gets back to his feet and puts his hands behind his back in defiance, uh, challenging Brian now as he just disrespects Uno, uh, you know, with the pie faces until Uno fires up and slaps Brian in the face now and invites him to a violence party in the corner. Uh, good call by. Uh, uh, Excalibur there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Uno with a surprising running step up Hurricane Rana on Brian and hits the jumping neck breaker for another two count. Brian fights back with a vicious rolling elbow, then lights up Uno with right and left palm strikes as he paint brushes him with slaps. Uh, Brian with the running drop kicks in a corner, uh, but misses the third. Uno tries for the diving swanton bomb, but Brian gets the knees up on the landing and hits the running knee on Uno, but waves no, uh, Matumbo style, saying that he's going to get. Uh, his effing head kicked in as Brian continues the assault with the arm trapped head kicks and immediately transitions into the triangle hold and puts him to sleep for the tap out win. Uh, but Brian continues to hold on to the submission after the bell rings and he basks in the heat from the Virginia fans. Uh, which again, I mean, it looks like he's he's just going back to his old no persona, huh? A little bit, a little bit, or maybe the the, the you know the planet's champion because they they were chatting you know. no in, during the match too. I yeah. forgot to write that down. But he's also never uh, never really cued or pantomimed any of that stuff either. So I think it's just yeah. one of those where it's easy to think that's part of his deal or a continuous part of his deal because everyone won't stop saying it. So. But it's synonymous with them. What are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, I was gonna say he's the one that introduced it to the wrestling world. I mean, that's that's just what it is. Like, it was an MMA before anything else. Mm-hmm. But post match, uh, Tony Schiavone hits the ring to interview Danielson and asks him about what happened between him and Paige before their match. Uh, Brian claims he was just trying to congratulate Paige, but that it was the result of Paige's behavior on why his friend Uno had to get his head kicked in. Says he doesn't know when they will fight for the title, but says until they do, he is going to take out every member of the Dark Order and kick their heads in. And also calls out Cole Cabana for next week, saying if he has any uh, nuts, he's going to kick his head in or kick his head off in Chicago. As uh, I remember, they always go to Chicago uh, Thanksgiving week. So, Mm. um, yeah, obviously they always like to stack the card a little bit uh, for the Chicago uh, shows. But, yeah, when he said Chicago, I'm like, oh, shit, is he calling out Punk? (laughs) <laughs> but 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 then I was like, wait, he's not he's not uh, Paige's not, friend. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, he's calling Cabana. I'm like, 
I don't know a lot of times I've seen Cabana wrestle. I'm like, oh, he, he wasn't like a, a, I mean, we a have few been, multi-man matches. Yeah, yeah, and I think he's like shown, uh, he's had a little bit of uh, interaction with the whole like who's ahead, you know, who, who's running Dark Order? Are we split in two different groups? Like that whole thing. But uh, yeah, I don't think we've seen much of him since uh, CM Punk's inclusion into um, AEW. So that's what I'm more curious about is i mean not to jump ahead but it's obviously going to be some sort of a nice angle continuing from this week with cm punk next week especially being in his hometown and i wonder how that's going to be uh, affecting colt any if it does with him having a match in his hometown i mean but it's his hometown too you know what i mean so that's Mm -hmm. the thing but it's funny you bring that up because um we did get an MJF promo, which uh, there's going to be another one later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was a post-match promo uh, uh, shortly after the, the match he had with Darby. Uh, it says he's not covered in Darby's pain. He's covered in his shame and says he's tired of people telling him how good of a wrestler guys like Darby are, guys like Eddie Kingston, CM Punk, Danielson, Cody Rose, Malachi Black, Pentagon. Uh, talks about the perception that MJF is only good on the stick but can't cut it bell to bell, but says that even the the fans who hate him so much even had to chant for how good he really is, obviously alluding to the, the This Is Awesome chance during the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he also reminds uh, Darby that he can't, uh, you know, he pretty much beat him with the headlock takeover, like he said. Uh, and, uh, you know, says he's uh, excited to hit Norfolk, Virginia for what's next for the man with the best right hand in all of wrestling as he makes the motion for uh, wanting the belt around his waist and, of course, ends with the I'm better than you and now you have no choice but to admit it. Yeah, wasn't bad. No, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. I just wish, I don't know, still there's that weird sewing up of the shoulders on the mat, but whatever. It's it's no sold by both men post-match, so who knows. I mean, yeah, I, we, we, and we have words from Darby later, so, um, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Eddie Kingston's backstage now uh, with the interview as well. Uh, Eddie's already looking annoyed as Tony Schiavone attempts to ask him a question, but is quickly interrupted as 2.0 and Daniel Garcia crashed the interview, uh, calling him a sad boy. So I was like, oh, no. it's mm-hmm. a." <laughs> I, was mm-hmm. like, I was thinking about it. Really, like, really sad. Yeah. I mean, we, <laughs> oh, in. we got ourselves quite a predicament. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they called him sad boy who's going to, uh, you know, Basically, he says he's going to complain about his loss, as he always does, as they put over how Garcia was able to survive longer uh, in his match against Punk, uh, you know, when he had the opportunity at Rampage a couple weeks ago. Kingston is, like, pretty much half paying attention to them the whole time while, like, talking to someone off camera as well. Mm-hmm. He clearly he clearly doesn't care for these three, but tells uh, Garcia that he doesn't have, uh, like, he doesn't have respect for a man who lets two other grown men call him their son. Uh, tells him he should stand on his own, too, and says he knows where he's from. And he, as he says, Buffalo, I'm guessing Buffalo, New York. As Garcia, I don't know, it's weird. He kind of, like, took umbrage, like, oh, oh, you know where I'm from? Yeah, yeah. Like, like he was, like, trying to, you know, I don't know. Uh, but he thought. Uh, Kingston, Kingston just, he flipped the switch immediately and gets in his face, saying he knows what they have to do now, if, if, you know, since, you you know, he basically was like, oh, are we, are we, if we're going to push it, if we're going to press the issue, you know where you got to go. You yeah, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he pie faces the shit out of Garcia yeah, yeah. Uh, before a 2.0 grab their boy before he gets packed the fuck out, as yep. I wrote. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it really does for Kingston. Uh, going, to, but I guess it's a good bounce back match. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think it, that's that's important to continue making Kingston look good. Uh, he's one of the guys that has brought the fight to CM Punk on the mic. In the ring, you know, so you can't just dull his light right after uh, a highlighted spot like that. Because that was like, what, the third to last match on, on the pape? Something yeah, like I that, mean, but, right? it was one but of the still, highlights. So. Yeah, I was going to say definitely one of the most talked about still. I mean, yeah, I mean and, and you, did you realize that match is only 12 minutes? That's insane. Right? 
man. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are like, oh, it should have been longer. I'm like, it. I mean, even Cornette was saying, like, uh, you know, there's no such thing as 30-minute fights unless we're talking boxing. If this is supposed to look like an actual fight, like, yeah, 12 minutes seems about right. I guess they're, they're going to be fatigued from, you know, exerting so many energy yeah. trying to whip each other's ass. If you've been in a fight, 10 minutes feels like forever. Man. Yeah, I, that's all. And that's, yeah, that's, you know, anyways... This is my rant for the for the night. Uh, the Butcher and the Blade versus Orange Cassidy and Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, not going to lie, I only wrote down so much from this match because I only wanted to see Ishii uh, and could yep. truly give a <laughs> blankety-blank about this match because, to be honest, I heard about how excited Tony was the moment he got the confirmation that Ishii would have opened the forbidden door, and I'm like, why use him for this stupid-ass match yeah. that doesn't mean shit? Nope. They got him doing this comedy stuff with Orange, which to me is like, if you're not familiar with the New Japan product already before this uh, in America, you know, which isn't that big of a stretch these days, why would you introduce him on your platform doing this pointless shit, dude? Yeah, like, he, he's a champion. You think he'd maybe defend his title against a and give Peter and give Avalon one of their guys or a look. something? Yeah, or, get, or, 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 yeah, yeah. No, maybe not a squash. Man, maybe it could have been like a him versus Hobbs. I was, been I was nice. just going to say him like, versus Hobbs would have been good, especially a, a meat guy, a meteor guy. I was going like, to say someone, someone that's not not quite uh, uh, like a Miro, but it's still you know like mm-hmm. something you know. Shit, I tell you um, what, him versus uh, Lance Archer would have been fire if Lance was, oh, was uh, you know cleared, yeah. yeah cleared. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I said especially you know pointless shit that keeps pointless a pointless few going for another pointless week uh obviously alluding to this matt hardy stuff i, I, I don't uh, i don't get it bro it's a it's almost as long what was the other one that we didn't care about that finally went away there was another storyline that's like is this still going on i think it was the same guys except it was like the book it was the blade <laughs> who just kept yeah that's right because that's when uh, they started was the whole with the, the with whole the brass knucks brass and the, and, yeah, this thing is that's why i was like why are we using ishii to full to further invest in this whole angle they just did did it with the lumberjack shit just let it go the fans have no interest in the program continuing at this point and for mm. tony or it's you know what it is it's the team taz storyline for now. tony to be such an orange fan it's weird for him to use orange in this way and i'm not saying that like i personally want to see orange in the main event scene or anything like that, but you got to admit this is pretty far removed from main eventing against the likes of Jericho. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I will say that the Butcher is looking way leaner, which, mm-hmm. I mean, for all intents and purposes, health living and getting fit, I, you know, I, I'm all about that, but I feel like he kind of lost some of his size that helped some of his, his intimidation factor, too. I will say, because it was cool to see him mix it up with uh, Ishii, um, but yeah, I don't think it was as effective. Yeah, as I, I mean, thought it like, was I, did, I mean, I could be looking, but like, this is too much, too much detail, right? But it's I, like I, I, the size of his legs seem tiny compared it, to before. Just like, don't, just don't put Ishii in a tag match. That's, that's really the takeaway here. Like, they, they probably could have. They could have gave better. us something more special with what yeah, they had. Yeah, hundred percent. But the Stone Pitbull hits the big middle rope su- uh, superplex on Butcher. Orange tags in and tries for the diving crossbody on both Butcher and Blade. Uh, they catch him and use him as a batting ram to take out Ishii. Uh, Butcher and Blade hit the suplex powerbomb combo, but Ishii breaks it up. Uh, and now we get the hot tag uh, in and beats down both Blade and Butcher as the bunny distracts the ref, passes the brass knucks to the Blade, who looks to sneak Ishii from behind, but gets pulled out of the ring by Rocky Romero at ringside. Matt Hardy and the Blade then get taken out on the outside by a diving crossbody by Orange, leaving Ishii to hit the sheer drop brainbuster on Blade for the win. Orange is really selling them them ribs after that crossbody. Man, man, he's selling them. I mean, we can't have him and uh, Sammy selling ribs. I mean, we yeah, got the make the make ribs back. I mean, what are we doing, bro? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, but yeah, my bit. Not to interrupt you earlier. Yeah, I, that's what I was trying to remember. It's team when the team Taz thing. Like that was the one that overwelcomed to stay with Brian and Ricky and all that. So this is like the new 
one that's overwhelming and stay. No one cares about who wins this. Like, it already, it's, it, to be honest, it could have still went on mansion. I, I wouldn't yeah. even care. Literally, Evans already got his hair cut, and we didn't even see what had happened after that. So it's like, what was the payoff? But anyway. Um, backstage interview with FTR and Andrade Eli Dolo. Uh, Shivani asks FTR and Andrade about their losses at full gear. To the frustrations of all three, Andrade says he's better, uh, a better wrestler than Pac and Cody. He beat them both clean. I don't know if clean's the actual mm. team, but he did beat them. And uh, vows that now they'll see his bad side, which I was like, okay, I want to know what that. Mm-hmm. Let's see what see what it was good. Mm-hmm. FTR said that they were robbed at full gear with Cash uh, getting pinned and not being the legal man, uh, pr- but proposes FTR, Andrade, and Malachi Black against Cody, Pac, and the Lucha Bros in an eight man tag. Say that they will even waive their fee for this one because it's personal. Uh, then you hear Tully calling out Arn and says that if he tries to stick his nose in business, uh, that he has one more. He's like, I ain't like Jose. I got one more in me. I was mm. like, oh. Oh, so he's saying, bring the bring the strap. I got mine. Yeah. Yeah, word. Now, this is a good. I, I like this. Um, uh, very big eight-man tag. I think it's for next week, right? Yeah, again, yeah, you know, that, they, again, they like to stack the card. Yeah, that should be crazy. Uh, from here, we had a Britt Baker backstage interview. This didn't really do anything. I mean, I, I guess it was meant – I mean, like, they asked her about her match, but it didn't do nothing for, for Ty. Mm-mm. And it also didn't really – I mean, it, it, it was kind of good in terms of trying to put over Jamie Hayter, but it really – it didn't really accomplish much. Yeah, to be she honest. didn't even say much, right? Um, Tay Conti. We had a little small video up, uh, of Tay Conti commenting on her loss, obviously to Britt. Uh, explains that she didn't lose the Britt Baker. She learned from her and says that she's not uh, starting from scratch. Next time, she's starting from experience, which I did like the way she worded that. Yeah. Um, Shivani interviews Britt Baker uh, as obviously she's flanked by her crew, Rebel and Jamie Hader. Baker says that she's exhausted from carrying the, the, the division and says instead she's going to point all of her focus on the woman who's going to win the TBS Championship Tournament, referencing Jamie Hayter. Uh, Tony reminds Baker that Hayter has to face Thunder Rosa next week, who sent, which sends her into a frenzy to hear her name on what she calls DMD TV, which I totally forgot about that name. Yeah. Uh, but says that her name is uh, on the way to being irrelevant, uh, putting over Hayter in the tournament as she hits her patented sign-off DMD Yada yada. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, <laughs> not a whole lot of substance here. Mm-hmm. Um, next match, man, Nyla Rose and Hikarashita. And I mean, I have the same relationship with these matches. There's points of it that's good, and there's points of it that are bad because they don't make sense. Uh, from whether it's a philosophy or, uh, uh, I mean, I'm a psychology, my bad, a psychology standpoint, and just sometimes the selling of certain characters. But we'll get into it. Match starts off hot. Sheeta lands a jumping knee in the corner, follows up with a middle rope missile drop kick to Nyla's leg. Uh, Nyla tries for uh, the knee breaker, but Sheeta floats over into a crossbody, hits the running crouch back elbow before Nyla comes back with a snap suplex. Uh, Sheeta with a knee brace on, uh, obviously from the attack to her knee uh, from Serena Deeb. A couple weeks ago, as um, obviously, <laughs> if you're going to be smart, Rose uh, is going to start to target at less than 100% knee of hers. Uh, well, she continues to overwhelm Sheeta with offense as Vicky, uh, even Vicky's getting involved now, choking Sheeta with her own kendo stick. So, I, can, I mean, technically, it's not a foreign object if she brought it to the ring with her, right? Mm, that, that is arguable. I mean, it's kind of, you know, think about it. You never know. 
Uh, Nyla hits a knee breaker finally with the help of the turnbuckle pad. Sheeta is able to turn the tables and throw Nyla into the barricade as she sets up the chair for her usual step-up spot, but Nyla stops it and uh, sits uh, Sheeta in the chair, then tries to cannonball onto her from the apron, but lands on the chair instead as Sheeta moves. The it was Joey just, Janela spot. Yeah, it, I was like, it was a whole lot of, uh, I mean, it was like, it, it, it made her look smart just to make her look dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we hear Cornette is, I mean, I, I know we always do the Cornette uh, test around here a little bit, but mm-hmm. he's always, you know, talking about how dumb that spot is. And I, mean, I agree because you can't do it every match, like pull it out every and once in a while. And you can't look smart and then fall for a mistake seconds later. They just Yeah, elim- that was my thing. Yeah, so so when they showed that whole effort. When they showed Nyla, like, no, 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 like, we, I'm, I'm going to get you. Like, and then only for, yeah, only for her to just kind of foil her own shit. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, she rolls Nyla back in as Vicky tries to sneak her from behind with the kendo stick, but Sheeta catches uh, the, the kendo stick and attacks her with it instead uh, before going to picture-in-picture. Picture. Uh, back from picture-in-picture, picture, and Serena D from out of nowhere clips Sheeta's knee on the outside of the ring. Behind the ref's back as Hikaru tries to get back in the ring. Nyla takes advantage and drapes her body over the top rope and hits the big diving knee for a near fall. Uh, Nyla tries for the uh, the beast bomb, but uh, Sheeta counters into a deep triangle lock, which is the second one we've seen of the night. But whatever, uh, Nyla d- deadlifts her into the power bomb to counter out and hits a running senton on Sheeta's leg, which I thought was uh, a really good uh, move. You know, in terms of still targeting oh, yeah, that leg. Of course, of course. Uh, she tries to follow up with a middle rope senton now, but misses entirely and nearly loses uh, due to a desperate pinfall attempt from Sheeta. But the finish comes when Sheeta tries for the spinning kick. But Nyla catches her leg and taps her out with a stretch muffler lock for the win. Not only being the first one to advance to the semifinals out of the quarterfinals, but becoming the second woman in AEW to have 50 wins, which I thought was interesting as she had to be the first woman to get to that accomplishment. So, Yeah, it was weird because I thought she's already won a match since then to give her the 50th. Who? Um, Sheeta. No, Before, yeah, she no, no, right, yeah, right. she did. No, she oh, the oh, one she was you. supposed to win, she lost to Serena Deeb, and then she and won then after she that. won the other one, which was yeah, her tournament match when go. she beat okay. her. And they didn't yeah. even make a big deal after that, but eh, whatever. I mean, if you remember that, you know, she hit her with the plaque, so it's like whatever. Mm. From here, we had a promo from Malachi Black, who says the definition of a nightmare is to have an unpleasant or frightening dream in a place where natural law doesn't apply. Says in the eight-man tag in Chicago next week that his four men will haunt their opponents, and he will make sure so uh, make so that the air they the very air they breathe will turn toxic and corrupt their lungs. And when you're on the ground gasping for air, you will realize what small part you played in the massive equation that is unfolding in front of you. Which it just uh, then he advises them take deep breaths now while oxygen is still on their side. Which it was one of those things where I'm like, I feel like this House of Black thing is going to be like different families' house. You know what I mean? Like, mm. kind of like where it's like maybe more than one crew. Yeah. King. Like, it's going to be like Beast Coast. You know what I mean? With like pro, uh, pro era and, and fucking uh, Yeah, like different and, factions, actually. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, I could see something like that, which I'm like, that'll be kind of lit. I will say it's a kind of a shame Butcher and Blade are rolling with Matt Hardy, uh, whether they had Bunny or not, I just feel like they could have been really good guys to flank Alistair if they couldn't get Brody King in. But yeah, I, I almost feel like Brody King might be a lock, cause, and this is not really a, a, any kind of like indication, but I noticed that Jade Cargill has been recruited to model for, what is it, Black? Uh, what, what's the, it's like Black and something, is Alistair's, um, uh, or not Alistair, Malachi's uh, clothing line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is it Black Mask Clothing? Something like that, yeah. And I noticed she was in the photo next to Brody 
king they were po- both posing so there's degrees that's of separation cool. that's there, cool you know what i mean so and i mean again the roh thing we talked about too and then i mean in in the same van i might as well bring it up we did hear rumors of uh the briscoes allegedly being backstage uh oh yeah that's for, right for dynamite which mm-hmm. if they can get them dude that'd be nice but i mean i know there's a lot of uh, uh rabble ra- mm-hmm. is that what I was gonna say a lot of tag teams waiting in the wing to do something, but yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of rabble rousing, uh, obviously still going on behind the signing of Jay Lethal because there's a lot of people who feel strongly about a lot of stuff from his past. So uh, maybe uh, maybe they're trying yeah. to give it some space before they go and sign somebody else. Um, True. Who knows? Or they could take the spotlight off him by signing, you know, bringing in them. So who knows? Anyways, we get the promo that we were talking about earlier with MJF. He uh, comes out with Sean Spears and Wardlow. And one of the things I thought was interesting is how he alluded to the man that will create a bidding war in 2024, which I was like, oh, wow, he, he's just going to say it, huh? Yeah. I'm like, no heat? Nothing? All right. That's uh, him, though. From what I heard, supposedly, Brian may have gotten some heat from that WrestleMania comment, but who knows? Mm. Um, anyways, MGF says that he wants uh, <laughs> that, that uh, if he wants to. Here's a photo of him, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, and I think he got Ruby to uh, is also modeling too, so could could happen. There's, there's, that's AEW guys. He could he could use Ruby too. Very ch- <sighs> anyway. <laughs> or Abaddon. Hey, nah, hey, I Ruby. think Ruby would be cooler. Yeah. Uh, anyways, MJF says that if he wanted to, he'll take Virginia's favorite horse to the glue factory, and says that he'll take a huge cowboy shit on his title reign. Loved it. But says that even though the rankings don't reflect him being next in line for a title shot. Says that he can beat all of their heroes because no one is on his level. Enter CM Punk. Yeah, it's something like that. <laughs> uh, CM Punk very skeptically walks down to the ring and stands there for a second with his arms folded be- uh, before deciding to step into the ring with MJF. The crowd erupts into an eventual This Is Awesome chant as MJF is trying to shut it down. Uh, then the crowd tells him uh, specifically to shut the F up <laughs> as MGF collects himself and introduces himself to Punk as Maxwell and offers him a handshake as Punk just looks at him and chuckles, turns his back on him, and just leaves the ring with the same energy he came with. As MGF is in the ring, dumbfounded and a little embarrassed from getting shown up. And it, it, what's worth noting is a, a, a W Instagram account actually posted an old photo of MGF Younger, oh yeah, taking I'm, a picture with CM, with CM Punk. Punk. Yeah, yeah that, so. that's why everyone's been waiting for this to happen because that that photo's been circulating for a little bit, a bit now, just as much as his uh, turn on was it the Rosie O'Donnell show when he was younger. So uh, yeah, a lot of people have just been waiting on, on that to happen. So I'm I will say I'm pumped that they went with it uh, so soon after Eddie. Because I'm always curious what they're going to do with Punk. Well, but, see, uh, the only reason why I think they went that way is they've been getting a lot of uh, they've been getting a lot of. Uh, What's the word? Just a lot of fans picking at, at they they feel like they've they've bungled uh the CM Punk like booking since you know, and I'm like, well, he started out great with Darby. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of doing I mean, he I mean, dude, he's been gone for seven years. Like, let him try to feel like figure out who he wants to to face. You I know what I mean? Say, like the Hobbs thing was good. I, I didn't I mind haven't it. seen one match that I wasn't a fan of yet. Like, and I'm not saying he's having five star matches, but for being gone seven years, I I haven't seen a piece of business that I haven't been like, okay, it's, that it's, felt like Punk was very much part of that. Like it, it's it, weird. it doesn't feel like you're watching him in WWE. It feels like you're watching him be him. Yeah, that's how just I, older. I, I feel like he's been very uh, specific with who he's choosing to wrestle with yeah. against. 
And I felt like that's fine. I think that's great. But other people who are, they're just like, well, he should have been cutting promos. And, you know, everybody wants to promo. I'm like, dude, you have to remember, that was Punk dropping a pipe bomb because he was frustrated frustrated with the way things are going. He doesn't have that same atmosphere to be mad about. It's, yeah, so what do you want him to say? Yeah, you like, can't, And you can't recreate nor would you a moment in time like we said uh, it doesn't matter who wins, wins money in the bank you will always remember him blowing that kiss with that suitcase and that and that or that title leaving the building you know even though he doesn't work there anymore you know what i'm saying so that's why they chant his name still during money in the bank but uh just to get back to the segment i did like the turning of the back because it definitely reminded me of the whole jake the snake of confronting cody for the first time and they say you know you you don't you give your back to someone that you don't respect or something like that oh, and so i forgot kinda, about that it kind of reminded me of that i was getting uh john moxley brock lesnar vibes like oh, mm. i was just trying to see what all the fuss is about oh, yeah. fucking just Drew, yeah, I love that too. The ring. I was like, what? Like, you know, only this lunatic would do this. What a lunatic. Man, <laughs> uh, Darby uh, Allen backstage interview. He gets asked about having uh, possibly the match of the night at full gear despite his loss to MGF. Darby vows revenge in a, uh, in a rematch whenever it happens, but says for now he's not taking any time off and he's looking to face the biggest and the baddest in AEW as the gun club randomly crashes interview out of nowhere. Billy Gunn challenges Darby, saying he couldn't help but overhear uh, him, saying that he's looking for the baddest and biggest, and says that he's the baddest in AEW. I'm like, when? <laughs> they don't have a Pete Dunn. I'm like, what, but what have you done? Like, I need. It, it, I think it, it's just at the play on words that he used to be a badass, uh, Billy Gunn. And that might be it, but it, it's definitely what have you done for me lately? It's been a long time since you cracked. Uh, showing the hip with a chair went heel and, and then explain and have your no follow up. Yeah, yeah, and had no unless it was on dark, which I don't go out yeah, my way to watch. I'm not going to watch it on if it's on elevation. Like there shouldn't be any progression on any of those shows that pe- nobody's watching. Like, well, yeah, you, unless it's something that's specific to those shows, like dark and whatever. You know, it's so. I don't know. Anyways. uh he tells him just to. He basically tells uh, Darby just to say when. As Colt Gunn then tells him not to forget his skateboard. Question mark. Question mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then Austin Gunn saves the the whole bid with the Turtle Kid punchline. Yep. <laughs> as Darby says, "Screw it," and accepts the challenge uh, to be announced. I guess. And then you know we obviously get that confirmed later in the night. But uh, before then, we got the Super Click with a promo. Bye bye. Uh, they talk about the loss to Jurassic Express and uh, Christian at full gear and even say that Jungle Boy thinks he's a jungle man now when he tried to end Matt's life in front of his children live on pay-per-view, even though they had the triple team thumbtack knee pad spot, yeah, but yeah. whatevs. Yeah, just a dinosaur, uh, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Cole goes on to say, as a result, uh, Matt and Nick are both, aren't. Uh, they're, they're neither are cleared to wrestle right now, uh, but challenges Jurassic Express to face him and one of his, quote, best friends all of a sudden. Uh, enter Bobby Fish, who cuts a promo on Jurassic Express and tries to say, uh, oh, he tries to say the old UE sign off, uh, you know, of that's undisputed, but they cut him off and say, hey, you can't say that here. <laughs> I was like, yeah. that was pretty good. I mean, I wasn't uh, mad at the my best friend thing because I think that's, uh, they've been trying to establish that with, hey, Bucks, you guys know him? Yeah, we do know him. And then uh, last, I think, Rampage, the go home Rampage, they had a little hug or whatever when they were beating down Jungle Boy. Yeah, so. I saw that. I, for yeah. me, it's it's just like, it's funny how drastic the, the relationship is now from when they, they weren't really that close. Like, yeah, they were part of UE, but they weren't, like, mm-hmm. like brother. I wouldn't consider them the two closest. No, no, <laughs> not by any means. Maybe, maybe when it was just the three of them, you felt more yeah. synergy. Yeah, that's true. Equally amongst the three of them. But yeah. when Roddy came in, it changed the dynamic a bit. Yeah. 
So, from here we had Leo Rush and Dante Martin versus the Acclaimed. Shout out to Leo Rush, uh, the, the second man to be able to use his own theme song mm-hmm. uh, for for AEW. So you know, shout out to him. Yeah, uh, Dante's fighting the. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, I just, <laughs> forgot. That's the rap. <laughs> <laughs> Dante's fighting the Acclaimed again. He's got more partners than Pete Davidson. Yeah, you can't make a choice. Use a little bitch. Put some bass in your voice. Mm. Ayo, Leo, you an amateur, and I think you're better off as a manager. Oh. We're leaving y'all hurting. Funny we're in Virginia, and both of y'all virgins. It's for lovers, baby. Norfolk! He was hyped. He got yeah, hyped. yeah, he was. Yeah. I like the acclaim. I do. I, I do. I, I know. And Bones has really been uh, stepping up lately, man, with the singles matches he's been having. I don't know what's up with Caster, but... Caster, I mean, he's not going to get outshined without the rap in the beginning. So it just sucks you can't find their song on a Spotify because it's always live. So, you know. It's, it's, weird. Yeah, it's weird because I know there was a video that's out where it shows MJF and a few other guys, including Max Caster, kicking it. And, like, it, someone did something where, like, he's dancing, MJF is, and they, they did it to the, the instrumental. And everyone's oh, like, yo, okay. where's this instrumental? Who put this? Who, where'd they get this yeah, from? Yeah, you the, can find the instrumental on YouTube, actually. Oh, that's that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. That'd be, a fun, <laughs> that'd be a fun cipher. Oh, man. Dante and Leo hit uh, dual Tope Suicidas to take out the acclaim during their intro. Uh, before the match starts, bell rings as it's off to a hot start with Leo and Dante hitting quick evasions and double T moves on Anthony Bowens. Dante falls victim to some interference from Max Caster as the acclaimed hit a double suplex on the outside and continue to isolate Dante with the offense as they tag in and out of the match. Dante fights back, steps on the backs of the acclaimed to get the hot tag, uh, and, and uh, Leo actually steps off the, uh, the same back of Bowens to hit a step-up uh, Hurricane Rana on uh, Max Caster. Then Rush hits the tornado in Zaguri, following with the handspring kick out of Tajiri, uh, knocking Caster off the apron and lands a Booker T-esque axe kick on Bowen for a near fall. Uh, Dante tries for the double jump. Uh, I guess they're calling it the nosedive moonsault now. Mm. Hey, did you you said he hit a Tajiri back elbow? No, I said a handspring uh, kick. Oh, okay. Like, you know what I'm saying? He used to hit it in the in the three-way dance move. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Like, Kushida yeah. does it. Oh yeah, 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 got you. But got but you. Kishida got it from Tajiri. That's why I, I got did. you. But uh, thanks. For oh oh oh! While they're on the apron, got yeah. you. Yeah, when he hits him with the heels, got yeah, you. Yeah, where okay, I said okay. he knocked them off the apron. I guess I've never. Yeah, that is what that is. I guess. Uh, yeah, handspring, handspring kick. kick. Heel I mean, kick. I guess heel kick. Whatever. Yeah. Well, what, what would you call it? No, I don't know. I, I was just curious when you said that. I was like handspring kick. I was like like what what QT used to do when he thought he was doing that. You know, when he was a face, and I was like, I don't think I've seen Tajiri do that. But now I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's totally a Tajiri, especially when you said Kushida does it. So my bad for the interruption. Dante tries for the double jump nosedive. So I don't know. Again, I was saying I don't know if yeah you nosedive. They, they have yeah. a name for it now. Yeah. Uh, Caster. Uh, oh, on Caster, but Caster catches him with a boot as uh, Rush catches uh, Caster with a low altitude roundhouse kick. Then Bowens takes him out with the super kick, but then turns around and catches the deep diving shotgun drop kick from Dante mm-hmm. Martin as all men are down uh, to the roar of the crowd. This is, a, I mean, th- this team's actually getting a pretty good organic yeah. uh, uh, energy behind it. Uh, reaction, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Caster tags himself in and catches Rush in a huge lariat, uh, then tags in Bones, who hits the claim to fame as Caster lands the diving elbow. Mike drop for a near fall as Dante is there to break it up just in time. Finish comes when Dante hits the nosedive moonsault on Bowens as he sets up, uh, sets up Rush to hit the what I call the diving lowdown frog splash for mm-hmm. the win. Yeah. 
It wasn't, uh, it wasn't high, bad. High energy, and I like the acclaimed as a team. They're a really good. Um, but remember, I said that they should they should kick it together. Yeah, I, no, I no, no, yeah, it. of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I was waiting for him to bring up something about his raps, but he didn't. Yeah, I was surprised by that too. I thought like Max is gonna throw some, a barb or something, but yeah. Um, post match though, because you know we always got a little bit of post match. Oh yeah. I will say this: they have dialed back on the post match like they uh, from from how they usually do, mm-hmm. uh, as far as how consistent it is. Uh, Post match, they get interrupted by Team Taz, who has been uh, one of few people trying to pursue uh, the services of Dante Martin for management and to join their team. Uh, offers their condolences first off to Leo Rush and his family before explaining to Leo uh, that they're offering a contract to Dante in his absence isn't personal and just businessman because he's a businessman, so he understands business, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taz says that uh, you know he's willing to be patient as Ricky Starks also puts over uh, how long they waited until uh, Hobbs was a uh, uh, you know. Yeah, joining Team right. Taz as they rem- uh, remind us has actually been uh, what, is it, what they say it was like the one year anniversary from yeah, him joining. I so. think the date the the day after would have been in one year. Yeah, it's crazy though. And uh, he advises Dante to join if he wants a Hall of Fame worthy career over a mediocre one. But dot dot dot, no one has done anything of any value on their team outside of fight Sting or CM Punk. You know, and that's what's funny is like literally the review I said was like Hall of Fame was that fight Sting like you guys got to fight CM Punk. Like, you guys I haven't mean, done... It's like you have a belt that no one recognizes. Yeah. You haven't done anything. And Taz, you know, it's one thing where... The one thing that would have saved that segment is if Taz was a Hall of Famer, but he's not. And, and So you just it, don't have anything that's... It also know, hurts the... No follow-through. When the first person that was on Team Taz is not there anymore, and he's mm-hmm. the only other one that did something of importance, which was... He is the one in 13-1 and one of Hangman Page yeah. uh, of 2021. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very so true. it's like... You know, like he's not even part of that. Like, and y'all, you like, like meaning y'all ain't the ones who. I mean, or actually, was he? I think he was still part of Team Taz during that time, right? I believe he was. Yeah. Okay, so the, okay, I can't take that away from him, I guess. We, so I did, we definitely know he wasn't cutting the promo. On that. But I mean, they weren't. They didn't step in his body on some Avatar shit and, nope. and drill clone. You know what I mean? So, uh, from here we got Jurassic Express and Christian Cage uh, with a backstage promo. I just need Christian to do something different, man. Yeah, I'm kind of. Um, I'm good on him. Though, though, with... there's not a lot out there from, but I can't help but think that I would love to see him versus a guy like you know we're going to talk about later like maybe like a Jay Lethal or something. Yeah, I think there's just other people that could that can lend from uh his learning tree being in the ring cuz like I don't mind what they were doing but at the end of the day Jungle Boy's not Edge and Christian doesn't need to hang out with them anymore. Like like they he can still be friends. He already has the big homie. Yeah. yeah. He already has the big homie in yeah. the dinosaur. And it's so. like when I think Jurassic Express I'm not thinking Christian is a member now because Marco's not here. Like, you know, is he more effective? Hell yeah, but that doesn't I don't want to see that, but I agree with you. Yeah, I don't know this ain't the brood. This ain't, you know, it's just, yeah, it, I, I kind of want to see what he's going to do uh, yeah. on his own. And, and I enjoyed when he was doing uh, the steady matches probably every other week, kind of like what, what Punk was doing, you know? I'm guessing his next target would be Cole Solo, though. Possibly. Though he is kind of, I, I hate the, you know, I don't like to do the, the size difference and all that, but yeah, I, I need them to match up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. I get you know that. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways. Uh, they address Adam Cole uh, wanting to tag or challenge him to a tag team match. Rampage says that Cole uh, n- uh, never learned not to bring a fish to a fish fight <laughs> or a fist fight. Um, as Jungle Boy thankfully takes over before that horrible joke sinks in and makes light of the, <laughs> the fact that uh, the Bucks were swearing to end him, uh, but failing, but they they also failed uh, to do so and makes light of it. Says they uh, that they can hit him with chairs, ladders, and he doesn't care. He'll eat thumbtacks for breakfast mm. uh, because uh, pretty much coming out of their match, uh, they're better than they've ever been, and they'll see them on Friday night as uh, Luchasaurus roars in confirmation. Yeah. 
on on the hood. <laughs> you know what I liked about this episode too? There wasn't a lot of uh, uh, excessive uh, s bombs. Like they were used in a constructive way. Where like even he's like, "Shit, I'll even eat thumbtacks for breakfast. That's what I got to do." You know? And I was like, "That was a that sounded good." I it's was like, like, "You guys ready? Here comes the first one of the night." Yep. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, from here, we see the ram uh, that rampage makes the Darby Allen Billy Gunn match official. We also uh, get the quarterfinals match, uh, finally, between Jade Cargill and Red Velvet, as they then queue up a video package highlighting their feud in the past. Uh, we also have a confirmation of uh, Bobby Fish uh, and Adam Cole versus Jurassic Express. And for Dynamite next week, uh, we have Brian Danielson versus Evil Uno, Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter. Uh, Cole Cabana. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Uh, versus Cole Cabana. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hayter in another TBS quarterfinals match. Uh Though still wondering how much longer uh, we're going to stretch out this Statland Ruby Soho build for their match whenever that's going to. Yeah, because even did you notice there's a sign front and center that said book more than one match, women's match on Dynamite. And it was like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, because a lot like, of people have been saying that they that they teen, supposedly they think TNT has like some new edict about it, but they've been trying mm, to prove being them wrong. Hush, hush. Okay. I mean, you could have a women's match in a segment, which I think that's perfect for the I amount mean, of people that you're highlighting right now. I mean, there was Brit, and then you had the yeah, match. Yeah, so that, that's I why don't I don't know. I don't feel like it was underrepresented, yeah. to be honest. But yeah. uh, I mean, not to mention we got and this. Nyla and Sheeta got a lot of time. I well, say. I was gonna say we got uh, that. We got we had the 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 the, the, the Ty Conti post match yeah. uh, little stuff. We had mm-hmm. Brit with her stuff, and then we had this look at a uh, Jaden. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they got pretty good yeah. coverage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say we'd get that much. Yeah, maybe usually. just we got to – yeah, you're right. Maybe it's not – it's just what uh, makes the list because we probably wouldn't have got that much highlighting on the women's division a week ago or two and, weeks and ago. I, and so, I'd argue yeah. that they need to because they do still have this tournament um, that's – we got to remind yeah. people it's still – in. it's active. Well, the matches you are know? longer than the Queen's Crown tournament for yeah, sure. That got, so I, that's and good, I, and I thank them for that because it's yeah. been great. Um, we also get confirmation of the eight-man tag in Chicago, Cody Rhodes, and the Death Triangle versus FTR, Andrade Elidolo, and Malachi Black. And, of course, from here, we got Lucha Bros and Alex uh, backstage with a promo. Uh, response to FTR's claims about their match as Penta says that uh, Penta says uh, they try to cheat to win multiple times in their match so they don't have room to complain about the outcome because they suck so much that they couldn't get the job done. As Phoenix adds that uh, they have something special planned for them in the eight-man tag next week as they have zero miedo animal. Yeah, this was, uh, was pretty good, I will say. I just thought it was weird that it said Cody and Pac and Lucha Bros. Or, just, or Cody and Death Triangle, but whatever. I think it's because <laughs> they just want to highlight them as the tag champs. Yeah, that might so, be it. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? So. And uh, this is going to uh, be a really, really good uh, main event right here, man. Yeah, man. Um, Sammy Guevara Sammy finally Guevara. getting back on track with uh, what he needs to be doing and focusing on, and that's his solo career, um, versus Jay Lethal, the debuting Jay Lethal. Just joined. Uh, I mean, that's one thing we forgot to talk about uh, when we were talking about Full Gear. That was one reveal we did get. Um, but, yeah, Jay Lethal officially uh, All Elite. Mm-hmm. First match. Getting at it with the, you know, this is a TV title uh, veteran, so he thinks he's going to turn it around. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I make the belt. The belt doesn't make me. Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. man. Anyways. Very decorated uh, wrestler, though, I will say. And, and that's why it gets sticky because, again, you know, I'm not trying to be insensitive to anything. I'm, I don't know what's real. I don't know what's, you know what I mean? I understand. I'm not, I'm not naive, uh, and I'm not trying to be like, I don't want to hear all that. I just want to hear him wrestle. I I'm just here doing my job and watching the match. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's. That's. I mean. Oh yeah, I get you. If that door opens up and we have room to actually 
comment on something concrete and proven, um, then we'll we'll definitely do our responsibility and do that. But just to let you know, we're not protecting anybody. We're not acting like this or that. And at the same time, we're not going to be bullied or forced into an opinion about somebody. You know what I mean? So it is what it yeah, is. It's so um, funny you say that because, look, we just said last week that this clip gets – Posted all the time. Yeah, Jay Lethal and Ric Flair. I'm just on Instagram. But then see, people are now like, oh, of course that they would. Those two we would hang out. I'm like, god damn it. Well, you know, well, I'll, I'll wait to the end. I'll give you my critique at the end. Go ahead and uh, highlight this this very nice main event we got. Yeah, man. Uh, Lethal's AEW theme has a little bit of his old TNA theme in mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, to the pop of the crowd. See a pre-match promo from the locker room, which I would love to see more of these. And I know we get a little bit of them on like more like a. Rampage, mm-hmm. in a way, because we have Mark Henry, you know, who's getting the yeah. scoop, which it's time. I do like the way they format that, but this was also nice, because mm-hmm. it's like a throwback. We haven't seen this in a while. Uh, he admits that no one has ever came into these open challenges and actually managed to win the championship, but tells Sammy to get ready for the toughest fight of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, again, short and sweet. I mean, it reminded me, I'm not going to lie, and, you know, I'm not trying to get no flack, but it reminded me of how Brett used to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm coming. You know what I mean? Just like I'm, I'm gonna tell you how I'm gonna te- technically break you down. Like, yeah, yeah. No, seriously, I'm, I'm bringing the fight to you, and, and you believed gonna, him. Yeah, whether I win or not, you're gonna know we had a fight. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna know. I you're love gonna my the, when you wake up in the morning. Yeah, you're gonna remember mm-hmm. the next time. Like next time we're in the ring, you're gonna like, oh yeah, I remember last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they oddly show Tony. Uh, uh, let me say, they oddly show Tony Nese in the crowd. Taking interest in the match, uh, lockup. Uh, first of all, traditional lockup. Got to give a got a round of applause for mm-hmm. that. Oh, that yeah. oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. Lockup quickly turns into a lethal injection uh, attempt, uh, which Early. turns into a GTH attempt, which gets countered as lethal goes for the figure four, which gets countered into an inside cradle by Sammy, which gets reversed into a mahi straw by Sammy. They trade dueling leg trips and pinning combinations until they both end up staring each other down and shaking hands before resuming the action to the backdrop of fans chanting, this is wrestling. Uh, I was like, this is how you start a fucking match, dude. Yeah, man. And I thought it was a good look for Sammy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lethal hits the hip toss into the handspring dropkick and later lands a lethal combination and looks to go for the suicide dive. But Sammy rushes back into the ring and catches a uh, catches Lethal with a jumping knee, uh, sending him to the outside as he lands a corkscrew plancha, taking Lethal out. Uh, Sammy throws him in the ring and tries for the shooting star press uh, real early, too, right? Yeah. Uh, but Lethal gets the knees up uh, right before picture-in-picture, picture, uh, with Sammy already fanning the ribs due to being uh, taped up from the street fight at full gear. Uh, he then rolls out to the ring as Dr. Sampson, obviously the ringside medical uh, crew. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, him and, as well as the ref check in with him during the entire commercial break uh, to see if he can physically continue and try to make a, uh, you know, uh, a decision. Uh, but coming back from picture in picture, Sammy pushes Sampson out the way and just rolls back in the ring, pretty much electing to fight through the pain and, and uh, pie faces Lethal as he can, as Lethal is sitting there concerned himself and, and is consulting with the ref. And uh, he flips Lethal the double birds and tells him to bring mm-hmm. it on as they go blow for blow uh, before Lethal, uh, call, you know, pretty much calls the ribs fair game and hits the flapjack off uh, flapjack for days. Oh, yeah. The fly, well, off the ropes. Yeah. Uh, goes for the Lethal injection, but Sammy counters and hits the standing Spanish fly. Uh, lethal throws uh, Sammy to the floor, tries for the suicide dive, but Sammy catches him and hits the brain buster on the outside, which I was like, all right, dangerous. We, we just saw that with the FTR match. Mm-hmm. We don't need to see it all the time. It wasn't exactly that way, but a brain buster on the floor, I, I understand. I, I, will, I will say this, though. There's a lot of these matches where certain things are going on where people are going getting thrown into like the still steps and then rolling back into the ring immediately and getting up or getting dropped on the, on the apron. 
like mm-hmm. in, a, in a crazy move and then just and then rolling up and they're back on their feet in the ring. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, see, that was my problem with the last Sega NXT because people are getting hit with the skateboard and then they're up like 30 seconds later. Well, there's you know one I mean? here where like he hit uh uh like I was watching you not to go back, but I was watching the Hangman match versus uh Omega and he hit Hangman with the the dragon uh the snapdragon on the apron and then he's back in the ring up. I'm like on the apron, like he rolls to out to the ring because you know he falls yeah. off the ring, uh, and then he throws him into the back into the ring. And then he gets back in the ring. And by the time they showed them back, both back in the ring, Hangman is staggering around. And I'm like, you shouldn't even be up. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? It was, I don't know. Man. I don't know. But anyways, both men slow to get up after that spot. Uh, Sammy lands another jumping knee, laying Lethal out on the Timeskeeper table as Sammy slowly makes his way to the top rope. And tries for the same diving swanton bomb through the table he just landed off the ladder at full gear. But Lethal moves out of the way as he crashes and burns horribly, dude. Yeah, that was, um, it, it was like, like, like if you didn't if you didn't like if his ribs weren't shoot. Yeah, I'm like they shot now. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it was one of those moments where I was giving props and wincing at the same time. I was like, man, that vertical was far. Like that he made it. Like they, he yeah. knew he like he landed perfectly on the table. But it's also like, but you landed through a table and not your opponent. That sucks. You know. Man. So, uh, lethal goes for the diving elbow, but Sammy rose through uh, with the crucifix pin for another near fall. Uh, they continue trading strikes and counters until Lethal hits the end. I thought that was it, too. I don't know what this is called, but I remember he used to do this, and you, you were able to create this in the old SmackDown game. But I called it a inverted sit-out suplex powerbomb. Yeah, I forgot what he called. Uh, I think it's Lethal Consequences. Maybe that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, you're right. It's like yeah, it's it's this weird like yeah inverted powerbomb thing, but from a reverse DDT hooked leg uh position and you're right i haven't seen him do that since like tna days not yeah. impact like like tna machismo like, days yeah like, straight up cornrow days yeah like, you know uh near fall off that move of his own but sammy kicks out and lethal rolls through into the figure four leg lock in the middle of the ring lots of tension uh you're right now he's building up all he the dragged hype. him in back towards the middle yeah. on the floor didn't have to get up and do it i was like whoa yeah that's, it was yeah it was it again like he <sighs> you know, again, I, I was don't... thinking being the victim of that. You're like, man, this dude is pulling me while, uh, man, applying this move. Jesus. He's like, so, so obviously he can move me with with my Exa- body weight. Ex- exactly. Even, yeah. even Who if knows I what else he can do? Even if I don't want to move, he's gonna move me. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Sammy manages to fight uh, back and gets to the ropes as the crowd instructs them to fight forever at this point. Uh, Lethal tries for the overhead dragon suplex, which is another one I ain't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Sammy lands on his feet and lands Lethal. two two no. consecutive. Uh, uh, knees before calling for the end and hitting the lethal uh, uh, injection for, or, or, I'm sorry, hitting lethal with the GTH for the win. Sorry, mm-hmm. I wrote it wrong. Uh, but we did get a little post match here. Not really post match, but Inner Circle came out and celebrated with uh, Sammy on the win as Sammy and lethal shake hands. Uh, and then we also saw Jericho uh, raise both of their hands as well as we go off the air. Yeah, I um, thought that was the best way to do it. Like, I'd rather see it where let's see more of this title, open title shot thing, you know, the TNT title run, and let's have Inner Circle come out at the end. And, congr- you know, that's fine with me. They don't have to be so, you know, joined at the hip. Just, you know, it, it especially when they're so selective when they want to remember that they're all part of a family or a faction or whatever. What but, do you mean? They just had a family reunion. <laughs> but no, incredible <laughs> match. The only thing I will say is this match suffered from something minor that the Ishii tag match did too. And that's just as simple as video packaging, Tony. Like, you got to give people a reason to remember or know who it is and what they're capable of. Like, how is there not 
someone saying we need to get a, a video package of Ishii from New Japan. That one I agree how, with. Right. The and, second one. Is, I mean, at least he got the pre-match promo, but still. You yeah, know? I mean, the thing with again, it's just uh, I know that they know that they. It's still a very delicate situation because, again, while people are like, yeah, this guy could wrestle his ass off. He should be. Like, this is a great get. Again, there's probably as many people that are, like, shitting on it because, again, of the allegations. And, and this is still the Vita Scott stuff? This is the Vita Scott. And this, this is not – this is uh, Taylor Hendricks. Oh, Taylor Hendricks. This is other stuff. This is – Oh, there's more than one accusation? Yeah, there's, there's, oh, more, there's been that. more than one accusation – yeah. Okay. Um, Kelly Klein. That's the most recent one. But I heard some different things on Kelly too. Like well, there, her there's and, that uh, what's and his BJ name? Whitmer and, and Mercury uh, and all that. Yeah. There's yeah, well, all Mercury, kinds of crazy shit going Mercury on. Mercury has some. Um, I don't want to call it mental stuff. He's I got mean, a drug he, problem. Well, it's not. Though that's not what I'm alluding to. I know he. Ha- I don't know if it's bipolarism oh, or, okay. or he has some. He mental has mental health issues. Yeah, maybe, he does. Perhaps. Um, okay. And I don't want to call it issues. I just know he he definitely has it. Yeah. Because he's talked about it before, but. Um. Yeah. Like, that's again. That's why I'm careful. I'm careful about opening that can of worms because it's still a lot of people. Like even though he did like the media scrum, people like I mean, like shout out to uh, this one uh, uh, account that we follow a lot uh, through the table. They've been on their necks about it. Like oh really? Yeah. Okay. They, they've been a lot, yeah, people, I, I a lot of people. A lot of people because even Sean Ross has been uh, getting taken to task because he has been reviewing and saying positive things about the match. But then everyone's like, yeah, but what about the person? Like you know where he's having to like explain himself and stuff and it's putting <sighs> yeah that that's why i'm like well, i can understand why AEW didn't want to they're like well him versus sammy announced well that that'll do enough to publicize it if people will watch it they're going to check it out they're probably going to check it out anyways but maybe not go super you know overhaul on the on the promotion of it maybe i don't know because i would have to think that they would be knowledgeable that that's what the type of situation they're getting themselves into possibly by signing like that's like if someone signing a uh, enzo and thinking that no one's going to want to bring up all the old shit. You know what I, I mean? will say, so, though, I mean, if they can get through this, then it's got to be testing waters for, for Marty, too, right? It's funny you say that because that's what I thought, too. That's what I thought, too. Because um, I feel like the public opinion of Lethal is way more split than it is with with Marty, though Marty still gets flack. Um, what I will say is, and again, because I, I don't want to make it this kind of podcast and talk about those can of worms. From a wrestling standpoint, I don't know if I want to see these two join mm-hmm. each other um, in, a, in, a, in a tag team or some sort of faction. I mean, I personally think that maybe a best of five series would be great for both of them. Oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm thinking Jay Lethal and Scorpio Sky. That oh yeah, that'd be awesome, Max. That'd be really, really. I don't know cool. if they've ever worked each other. I I have no idea. Obviously, they were both in ROH at the same time with the uh, uh, SCU stuff. I'm trying to read this and SRS stuff right now with this Jay Leith. It seems like people are giving him flack because he commented on the main event. Yeah, that's what that's what I just right? said. Yeah, okay. that's what. Yeah, yeah, that's but what I'm saying. saying. Yeah, that's so weird. I'm not sure if I agree with some of the stuff people are saying though towards SRS, like. Yeah, uh, this is. Mm. Let's hope. Let's hope this this ship can steer through and people. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to be insensitive. The people, if anything is true, and or, yeah, that's or what or I was saying earlier. Tough, I didn't. I know? didn't want to say I'm not here to. This is not that type of show. I just have to do my job and watch the match. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's why I'm yeah. like, I got to be careful about this because I know people are still 
very much sensitive about this Jay stuff Lethal, right now. the wrestler, had a good wrestling match, a wrestling Sammy Guevara. And that's what we'll say. Um, yes. We can't comment on Jay Lethal, the person. No matter where our fandom may lead us or what we believe or don't, whatever, we don't know the facts. That's, that's just what it is. But um, not a bad main event at all, though, I will say. Like, I mean, just... No, it, whether it, it, it was it, blemished a bit, I still watched. I, you know? I, I don't think it was any. It, I mean, I don't. I don't feel like it was blemished. I mean, people were gonna make make what they want of it, but all in all, great wrestling match, and it proved to be a great contest and the perfect challenge to put Sammy back on track. The only say, thing I will say that I was kind of disappointed with with um, Dynamite is we did not get anything from Miro um, mm, following the loss. Yeah, and I don't know. I was kind of. I was hoping to get. I'm not through with you yet. Something, uh, something. You know what I mean. But I will say, I think he should have won in retrospect. And with Lana, you know, he's talking about make peace, say good night to your, you know, your wife, so I can say hello to my. Like it kind of laid the groundwork for that. To to like to be honest, but maybe it was because they knew Omega's going to take time off, and they don't know who the next top heel is going to be. Moxie's not here to be be a heel right now. You know what I mean? So. Who knows? But um, I agree with you on that. But besides that, you know, hopefully the fandom of Sammy also was um, enough to overshadow any kind of uh, blemishes or anything with the main event, too. Because a lot of people like to see Sammy do his thing. So, and like you said, he's back on track. And, and, and that's another guy who, you know, let's not forget, you know, because we got to keep that same energy unless we got to look at the man in the mirror. He's a guy who's under fire, too, for some stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, look, we was willing to forgive him. And it was for Sasha where Banks. You know, that's like one of the most popular names in the modern and, and history you know of why? wrestling. And, and this and, is uh, why is because it was mostly guys that were like, well, he didn't say nothing. I probably wouldn't have said to the guys. Like, and just like, uh, oh, damn, you see Trish Stratus? Oh, that loading screen? I fucking raved it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know what but, I mean? Like, uh, like, it probably helped that that Mercedes came out and kind of cleared them up. Yeah, no, that, that definitely too. saved them. Yeah, or and, and, and just to, to clarify, we're not saying it's cool. We're no. Just, we're just bringing up the fact that people definitely choose when – and how long they choose to be mad at yeah. somebody for something. And saying so. something like that, what was it, like 2007 or something? Yeah, was, which, you know what I mean? When you're was that kind young of super versus, off the cuff. And yeah, not as, versus actually being sound as crazy, of right? doing something. Saying yeah. something and doing something are just two different levels altogether. So, yeah, I feel you. But, yeah, man. That's, that's the show. Yes, sir. I want to thank you all for tuning in, man, listening to everything we had to say uh, re- regarding the news, uh, Full Gear, of course, and... Uh, by the way, oh, that, that, that's right. You guys, uh, I believe you and Mark walked out co-champions, right? Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah, we did walk out uh, co-champions. Um, sorry, Justin just tweeted at me right now. Um, SRS says more major WWE releases to come. Major? What? Who else could it be? Uh, it's, so it's Randy Orton at this Fightful point. Fightful has learned that WWE has released John Morrison, Top Dollar, Ashanti Adonis, Swerve, Tegan Knox. Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and Jackson Riker. Okay, I will say that I didn't realize that Shane Thorne was still working there. I did. I, I'm not trying to knock on him. I, I could have yeah. swore that Flapjack. He was. <laughs> I thought. I thought maybe he was part of the, the other former uh, releases from before. But so you take y'all release an act that Fox wanted specifically on their show. This you, is per uh, Sean Ross. So Hit Row is gone. Hit Row is gone right now. What the. F- this is as of this was at nine twenty one. So you're talking about fourteen, fifteen minutes ago on Twitter, dude. What? And then I, this is what I'll say. Can't wait to see Morrison and Taya kill it again together. Um, if they're smart, who, who, Swerve and them will rekindle Hit Row somewhere else. 
uh, under a different name. Tegan Knox would be great in Impact or, oh, or Dynamite. Oh, you did say Tegan Knox. Damn, yeah, Tegan And everyone Knox? else I don't care about. Who, who, who is the, uh, the second person after John Morrison? You know? John Morrison. Top Dollar? Top Dollar, Shanti Swerve, Tegan, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and Jackson Riker. Well, Drake Maverick, I mean, you know. He, 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 he lucky, yeah. Chance. He got a yeah. second chance, and he got some extra ducats. So yeah. I can't feel too bad for him. He just won um, the twenty four seven title the other day. I, I don't, he? and, I, drop and, it and you know, don't like this to happen to nobody. But shoot, I mean, like Hit Row, y'all dropped Hit Row and Keith Lee within a matter of weeks. Yeah, man, Flow Show is about to be lit. Oh shit. <laughs> well, man, this is unfortunate. Um, I will leave y'all with this, man. You know, not to be that guy, but just like apparently WWE creative and uh, offices offices are showing no mercy to the roster, I'd advise you to check out my new uh, single "No Mercy" uh, streaming on uh, Spotify right now. Uh, I mean, otherwise, you can also follow us on social media. Uh, that's at the Quincy Jones Show on uh, Instagram and at Quincy Jones Show on Twitter. Uh, of course, you can also catch us on YouTube. We do our thing with some video content as well. And, of course, Black Friday coming up. If you really support the show, you really mess with us, hit us up, man. $10 a shirt at the Quincy Jones Show uh, at gmail.com. Uh, hit us with your size, and we'll definitely get it out to you, man. I might even include a, a, a few uh, cool goodies in that bag with you, man. Uh, we'll definitely hook you all up for supporting the show. And, of course, again, man, follow your boy on Spotify. That's where we we getting it popping right now. Again, I'm back on the music tip. Um, yes, you know, I got all that, uh, you know, so much to thank from this man, the hip hop hybrid laying the, uh, the, the beautiful groundwork, man, but let them know, know they me. can, uh, go to get that, uh, that lyrical spiritual miracle from, 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 uh, from yes. the, 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 the hip hop, uh, we, we, the elite five, top, top five bar. What do you call it? Oh, oh, <laughs> five star bars. Five star <laughs> bars. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's why it only comes out my mouth. Promo. I was like, five star, Melter, all elite. Uh, elite bars. Uh, D O C L E S N A R. There I are with five star bars. That's the whole deal. But yeah, now, I mean, it's not just me now. It's going on both sides of this commentary table, this podcast table, this wrestling table. If, you know, we got to put someone through it just because they want to play cosplay one time. But you know what, man? I ain't going to keep going on with that. No mercy should probably do all that needs to be said and done with that statement because people, it is no mercy. It's open season Quincy Jones go it is back to doing what he does best and that's killing it on this mic behind this table behind that you know you know how you say it all the time man but check out that single man no mercy for sure was it produced by uh George uh, G. Shout George out to J. George J. Beats, man. George, George uh, J. Beats. Man, he, um, he's part of a, a collective called uh, Beat Palace, so that they do their thing. Definitely, That's what I, I heard you say yeah, that. I definitely, like, I you said Beat Palace. Yeah, okay. definitely hit them up, man, because they, they got some dope beats. Um, I, I believe I think I got two of them on there for, for the project. But, yeah, man, let's just say, you know, I'm just uh, a guy working on a movie set. This is called Light Work, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, you know, mm. just, it is what it is. Mm. Uh, and soon, you know, soon, sooner or later, Start giving out these foot fetishes. Y'all finna love the taste of defeat. So um, <laughs> until then, I Kill got Kim. three words for you. <laughs> Top guys out. out.